Welcome to the world of Initiative Syndicate. I'm Skriznit, your Goblin Bard, and I will Bardic inspire you to watch our D&D sessions. Live! Hey. We're on the air. Off the telephone. <laughs> Off the telephone. Uh, hello! It's uh, Wednesday night, and uh, we, we are the Initiative Syndicate, and tonight we're going to play Dungeons & Dragons, just like we do pretty much every Wednesday night, because it's fun. Oh, yeah. It is fun. That's what we like to do. Um, so a couple of our teammates, they're going to be here, but they'll be a little bit later. They had some real-life issues going on and various different things. So uh, we'll go around and introduce the cast members who are presently here. I'm Elvin. How you doing? And I am a cleric. That doesn't... Heal. Heal. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone but himself. <laughs> Fair. Hi, my name's Bill. I play Rocky Brindlehide. Uh, he's six and a half foot tall, middle-aged Minotaur. He's Brindle. He's awesome. He's badass. He's got a glaive. Um, he's got a big-ass burn on the left side of his face. And um, I think he's badass. There it is. And that is all I have to say about that. Hello, I'm Jesse, and I play Skrillsnut, your level four bard. Uh, he's about... A little over three foot tall, about nine years old, I think. He's green, one eye red, one eye black, from uh, circumstances unknown. And he just, now he has daddy issues, and daddy saved his life. His penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I guess the first time I made it in. The, 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 the maturity yeah, that's the, the true. maturity level of this group sometimes I love you guys it's, seriously it's decreasing exponentially um, so I'm Aaron and Emily were the ones maturing us yeah that's true Emily wow. maybe <laughs> between the between all of us she is the one that has worked and gotten paid to work with children before that's true that's true well, the rest of yeah. us do it and it's they usually tell us not to do it anymore because <laughs> you know uh, all right, I'm Rob. I'm our uh, enchantment wizard, dark elf, Lizica. I'm level four, and I need a long rest as well as the rest of the group. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's. Uh, That's factual. You guys are all beat up. Let's have a little recap then, shall we? <laughs> What's, is that just like dice stuff in there? Yeah. Like the rest of yeah so, um, last time, oh, yeah, uh, the gravy train had just survived a couple of battles within Gruul territory. Um, they had defeated the Gruul champion and retrieved Skraznit, the it scientist that they were tasked to collect. Um, they were making their way towards civilization out of Gruul territory when um, they wandered about trying to find shelter for the night. Um, while they were having a bit of a debate amongst themselves as to what they were going to do, a voice made itself known to them. Very eerie, creepy voice. That seemed to know Pigwin quite well. Actually seemed to know quite all of us quite well. <laughs> and had alluded that knew a little bit about the rest of you as well. On your way to find shelter, 
Goosen this way to that way. Not you uh, you wandered upon a, a looked looked to be some sort of a small settlement um, that had been overrun by the gruel. Um, it had been abandoned. Nature had started taking it over. Most of the buildings had been collapsed. Um, and there they encountered some spooky, spooky things. Ooh. Spooky scarecrow. Um, who may or may not have actually been a scarecrow. Scarecrow. Legions of the undead rising uh, to come and get them. And, and uh, they were all being led by a Golgari shaman. What that means, we're not sure, but we're going to find out today. So we are basically picking up directly after that battle. <clears throat> it's the middle of the night. You guys are beaten up. Mm-hmm. You are tired. Mm-hmm. You have not gotten a long rest mm-hmm. for all, for a bit. Just about a month now. But that won't destroy my curiosity. <laughs> I want to investigate this uh, Golgari shaman, being from the Golgari myself. So, the Golgari shaman is a uh, dark elf. Oh. Um, Kin. <laughs> their features seem to be more skeletal mm. and undead-like. It doesn't look like a shaman that you personally have ever met or mm-hmm. know, um, but they definitely are draped in not only Golgari colors, a big long <clears throat> green cloak, um, but you find their Golgari signet on them. Mm-hmm. Might I recognize what type of magic is keeping him, or not type, but like if I've ever seen someone that's been like you know part on make an Arcana check. Okay, first roll of the night. Woo. Only like six minutes into the stream. Woo! Aw. It almost hit 18 and then it went to a two. <laughs> Plus... Can I, can I help him since he's uh, kind of undead and uh, that's a little bit of my specialty? Like kind of point some things uh, out yeah. and look at his robe and his garb? I'd let you do your own check. Like You might as well just do your uh, own check. Arcana, you say? I got... Uh, for you, I would say history check. History. Totally. he was trying to determine the actual magic. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what my bonus is. Five. Um, I got a five, not, too. You're not entirely sure. He himself does not seem to Bam. strike off that he was undead. Or if he was, he was not entirely undead. Mm-hmm. He might have been in the process of becoming undead. But as far as the magic that fueled him, he himself wielded necromantic magic, along with some nature-type magic. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Um, is there anything of interest on him that I can notice? Like, I don't know. Um, his gear seems to be standard. Most of it seems to be deteriorating in some, in some ways. Fair enough. If you didn't know any better, you'd swear this was a corpse before it was uh-huh. actually a corpse. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it is. <laughs> now it is. Now as far as items, this is a shaman. His magic comes from natural means, so mm-hmm. no spell book or anything. Got a bunch of rabbit foots and stuff. <laughs> All right. Interesting. <clears throat> and that scarecrow booked it. Scarecrow is gone. From what we can tell, at least. To seeing you next year. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you would like to maybe determine more about the scarecrow, yeah, I would say anyone who wants to do that could make a history check. History check. Might as well give it another. Five, 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 five. Hey, 24. Hey, 12. So a 12 won't get you there. You know that the creature was definitely not a normal scarecrow. You are able to determine that it was probably some sort of fae-like creature. Hmm. Interesting. 
Not from our realm, I see. Not Scarecrow. Song and bring another one. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I, I think I'm still sitting on the edge of the whale. Yeah, you are uh, <laughs> hanging on by a thread. I'm assuming that must have been that witch's friend they were talking about coming to visit us. I yeah. wish we had a cleric in our group. Yeah. yeah. I feel my legs. <laughs> Anyone that can heal, because I'll tell you what, my neck, with all that horn hitting, is killing me. I think I pulled something. I can't be doing that much more. <laughs> I think Ugh. my dad sizzled my nipples off with that <laughs> <laughs> shocking machine. <laughs> what, what now? <laughs> That's how he, he brought me back to life. I died. You died down there? I pulled an Alvin. Down <laughs> <laughs> Hey, glad it's not me. He brought some wicked thing out that had electricity and lightning, and he pinched it on my nipples and brought me back to life. Clamps. Um, I don't. I don't remember pinching that on his nipples. Um, okay, maybe I was a little bit aroused afterwards. <laughs> well, he hold, he holds it. He holds it back problem. out, and uh, it looks to be. It's got some sort of like a small blue stone in the circle of it. And as he kind of holds it up in the dark, it illuminates. You can see sparks of electricity like contained within it. It almost looks like an electrical storm mm. shrunk down in a gem of some type. <laughs> um, it's got the uh, – like where the base of it sits in, it's got two almost copper-looking prongs that look like a beetle's tusks that come out of it. And uh, there's a button on the top of it. And he goes, yeah, so you press this little button right here, and if someone's bothering you, you can zap them or – Sometimes you can get the heart going again. It's cool. You used on the nipples. Well, I, it doesn't really clamp anywhere. See, you just like you poke him. See, and like he goes like he's gonna stun you. With, wait, 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 no, no, I don't want to hit you with it. But here on this dead guy, look, watch. And then you, he jolts the one of the people, and like it, they, they start. You, see, you actually see like lightning coursing through their body for a second. It kind of comes up the top of their head. Boy, that'd be real helpful some of the times when I'm on patrol and going near taverns and they're starting brawls and stuff. You make me one of them. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's a very simple process. You just need one of these power stones, and you need a couple pieces of copper and some time to make it. Oh, mm. all right. Well, that would be amazing. I could really put that to good use. Sure, sure. Do you, do you have a power stone? Uh, I, um, <laughs> not currently. We can uh, get some back at one of the Izzet labs. Like, that's how we power a lot of our trinkets is with these power stones. They are, they're, they're basically like... We figured out how to, how to harness lightning and use it to power things. We had to use magical means to do that. Niv Mizzet is a genius, by the way. I don't know if you ever met the. I don't really want to call him a guy because he's not really a guy. He's a dragon. You could say like humanoid or something. No, he's like a dragon. Dragon. Oh shit! Not a dragon born. <laughs> he is a dragon. So I didn't say thank you. For bringing me back to life. What? I couldn't let you die down there. I heard you. I heard. I, I didn't say thank you. I said I just didn't say I couldn't let you die down there. I, I just. It. I just found you again. I already thought I lost you once. I couldn't do that again. Does um. Does the shocks to him have any adverse effects on him? Make a wisdom save. Thirteen. Um, I would say yes. Mm. Your uh, your memory currently is very fuzzy. You're having a hard time recalling 
events of your life. Now, with that little lightning guy, could you, like, attach it to my, my glaive somehow and make it, like, shoot lightning when I hit people? Well, no, I don't think that that would be possible. You, I mean, you might be able to get some type of an attachment like that from uh, maybe one of the uh, the weapon designers from within the Izzet. Because that's not really my specialty. We were always more about technology and improving <coughs> improving life, saving life, extending life. Um you know, for the betterment of mankind. Now there is there is a there is a war division, but we don't. I mean, we don't fight. We are not warriors. That'd be pretty sweet. Like when you hit somebody and it shocks them the same time as it slicing them. Mm, that's pretty cool. Yeah, cauterize the wound almost. Well, maybe we go by this weapon division. Maybe when we're there. Uh, maybe not. I mean, sure. Yeah. Well, uh, anyways, I feel like shit, and I should go to bed. Um, I feel like we should have gone to the garrison instead of through this town, like I said. However, I'm not going to point fingers at anyone. Uh, we should we should get the hell out of here. Yeah. Is there anything uh, else like on the ground, I Is guess, it still to inspect? Yeah. Moon's out. No, we know this. Let's go in the building and just crash. I mean, we might as well... You want to stay here after all that shit just happened? I mean, we I killed it all. I think I can make it to the edge of town. <laughs> I think if a bat shit on me right now, I would die. <laughs> you just see him, he, he just flops up on the whale, and he just starts rolling himself slowly toward... He don't even get up to walk. He just, we'll like, just go back to that one. rolling himself towards the door of the... Oh, yeah, just oh, towards that oh, one building, I guess. Give, give him the nipple thing again. <laughs> You, you, want me to, you, want me, you want me to zap him again? <laughs> well, he, it healed him the first time. Well, what yeah, it? all it did is restart his heart. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I'm out of shit myself, too. Well, I mean, so, I don't walk. sometimes that can happen, you know? I mean, it's a warning you gotta put on there. It's <laughs> a brand new clothes. I mean, they're less than a week old. They don't even got the smell in them yet. Well, it smells more like you now. That's true. You don't want too much of a smell. Well, <laughs> you gotta slur to get it. You gotta ease it in there. You don't I, want. You don't want. You don't want bulk smell in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, goodness! I won't, I won't disagree with you there. I mean, we can just go in this house and board up the walls, I guess, or the door. I mean, chances are someone knew. I mean, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was a Golgari shaman. Uh, I mean, they probably knew he was here. Maybe they're sending more yeah, people if they don't I doubt talk it. back. To be honest, sometimes Golgari just go wherever they want sometimes. I mean, unless they're under in the Undercity already, then that's, that's a little different. But if they're up here, they're kind of on their own usually. Make it deal. We just take a little short rest. Let me catch my break. Let me get my legs underneath me. And now I'm just starting to low crawl towards Well... The Golgari by themselves, they don't usually wander in other people's territories. The undead are illegal above the surface, especially within the city limits. It's uh, it's in it's one of the rules that the uh, the Azorius made a while ago for a couple of reasons. One, they typically stink; it's unpleasant to be around them, and for two, they're not always easily controlled. Mm -hmm. They sometimes cannot fight their primal urges, especially if their master wanders around too far from them. Yeah. So uh, they said that it would just be better if they stayed underground. I find it concerning that they were here of all places, and why a Golgari shaman? Yeah. So I'm just going to, like, uh, I'm on the ground, and I just, like, flop over. 
So are you saying, Dad, that we should leave, or should, you think it's all right to stay? Well, I, I think that whatever was going to happen has happened. I, I feel that... Again, I don't know a lot about the Golgari, but this looked like a hunting pack to me. It looked like they were looking for something. Hmm. Well, They're in another guild's territory, wandering around in the middle of the night. That's not accidental. Someone told them you were going to be here. Yep. That means someone knew you were going to be here. That's all the more reason for us to not be here anymore, because someone knows we're here. I'm feeling that someone was that scarecrow. Well, and the witch. Yeah. Well, I mean, your options are you can try to make it to town. You're still a ways out. You can try to make it to this other garrison. But are there any other settlements nearby that you could possibly be in that would be safe? I think the garrison would be pretty safe, mm. personally. I think it, I'd feel better than this place. And it's like, we're like 15 minutes away. It's not that far. We've already gone hey, listen, this way. I'll, I'm with you guys. You guys save me. I'll go where you want me to go. I'm not a fighter, you know. I'm, I'm all brains. I mean, if that's what you're, where you want to go, you're Karen Scrizz. <laughs> yeah, I assumed that was going to happen. <laughs> Don't wipe your ass on my fur. Get on. <laughs> Whatever you say. I don't have the energy to do anything. So are you carrying me out of yep. here? You, I know you're like keen on leaving. So yeah. I'm just going to be dead. I'm trying to be as heavy as possible. Yeah, like, oh. So it's, it's still dark <laughs> out so here. Much. Are you guys using any kind of light source to travel? Well. I know you can kind of see. I can kind of see pretty well. But well, uh, depends can... on the moon and how it's dense we are. It's weird to me that minotaurs don't have dark vision. Yeah, I mean, in their lore, in like their original lore, they hide in labyrinths, which yeah. are usually dark. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd check again, but I'd probably misread it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm fairly certain. That I do have. have I, mean, I have dancing lights. I forgot okay. being a drow, so I'll go ahead and use that. I was about to say I could just get if we had a torch, I'd just get my mage hand out to look. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, oh, hold it up to hold the lead the way. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, you're casting dancing lights? Yeah, I'll just use okay. one one light source so we can see pretty easily. Just following us while we're going. Moving it as my action. Alright, and I will, uh, I'll lead the way. And I'm guessing Skrulls. And... Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 yeah, they're, they're following us. Um, so, the gravy train heads through the night. The trees begin to become thicker as you wander through away from this small settlement. You listen for the sounds of wildlife throughout the night, and you hear nothing that seems unusual. Owls. No more four-armed apes. Wait till I start drinking. Uh, you hear Asshole. owls hooting. You hear crickets. You hear frogs croaking in the distance. Those are all good sounds. Sounds of life. You hear an owl bear be... <laughs> <laughs> to my knowledge, there are no owl bears in Ravnica. Oh, Man. but, but there, could there, there could be. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm the DM. I could make that happen, That's but true. I don't believe that there are any naturally here. Roger, I gotcha. Can you put me down for a second? Yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll be right back. I almost stepped behind this tree. Give me a minute. I'm gonna wait a couple minutes to come back out. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> put me back up. Up, up, up. <laughs> up, puppies. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I'll, I'll pick him up and like 
carry him kind of like a baby, like <laughs> head over my sh- my shoulder, and just it'll be okay. So I turn around and be like, I'm free balling. <laughs> I took my underwear off. <laughs> Well, even even though that's kind of nasty, uh, it smells a little bit better, so I'm okay with it. Okay. Ooh, boy. All right. We're keeping going? Keeping going. Okay. A little bit less poop. So, um, you make it the 15 or 20 perceived minutes that it takes, and sure enough, you do see the barracks again. Um, I jump from his shoulders and run towards the barracks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The uh, the barracks door is still a little bit damaged from where the boar came through it. I don't run inside. I just <laughs> I just jump off and run. I'm like, ah, blah. But it doesn't look like there were any other signs of life within it, other than maybe raccoons. Okay, spare. Uh, and then what in here could we use to bar the door? I'm thinking what there was. There, there were several beds in here beds and, and uh, a couple pieces of furniture. A yeah. couple big tables were in here. Might as well. Just try and push a table up on there yeah so um even if the door is still kind of on the hinges i want to like align it with the door frame and then put like one table yeah wasn't like, there like flat. a shelf in there too yeah there's yep, there a bunch a of stuff in there we too. could use yeah. yeah um i'm thinking though i think there was two tables and the one table i want to like lay flat against the door and then the other one like wedge push, it in push like it, you yeah. would with a chair wedge it underneath like the legs the legs yeah yep. and okay. uh make sure that's nice and secure Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you're able to do that with relatively ease. And I push a footstool that I can carry up to. Ah, oh, there it is. But that's what Just it. put it on top of the yeah. table. <laughs> Thank you for your contribution. Yeah. Uh, since we're not exactly in safe territory, how do we feel about taking watches? I can take first not one. A... All right. I mean, sure. I mean, I only need four hours. So if you want to, can take take a take a little while. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> There were a couple of very large beds in here, though, too. Yeah. (laughs) That ogres have been, like, wallering. Oh, yeah. I mean, they they were too big for the beds, but a couple of them were, like, small beds that they had smashed together to, like, make one large bed. It's, like, wallering in mud. It's, like, all dirty. But it's it's, it's definitely more comfortable than sleeping on the the wooden floor. That's true. I think uh, as... uh, So I'm going to take first watch, and, like, as watch is going on, I'm going to be, like, peeking in the open beds and, like lifting the sheets and seeing how dirty they are. Now, there was a forge in here as well. Are you trying to light a fire for warmth? We could do that. Uh, probably. It's not super chilly, but it is, I mean, the temperature is dropping. It's around fall time. Yeah, probably. That signal that there people that were in here, do we want to take just a deal with a little chill, or do we want to set a signal out there that we're in the cabin and it's occupied? Please come check us out. I mean, the last time it was attacked, it was obviously a targeted attack, though, so we should be fine. I think I feel like we're far enough on the verge of the gruel that they're not going to send somebody out this far. Let's not stay in this, this haunted village, but let's just light a fire, fire and let everybody know we're going to be here. Hey, I wasn't the one that <laughs> voted for leaving the village in the first place, so... How did we get outvoted? <laughs> one to two... Man, I just uh, caught your bed right Persuasion. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm covered in He's fur, like, so I don't get too cold. <laughs> if anyone else gets cold, we can light one. Uh, either way, I'm fine with it. I, I think I'm just wallowing in the blankets. On the uh, I guess we'll be fine then. Okay. <laughs> oh, no fire. No fire. Okay. Just wake um, up being ice cubes. <laughs> trust you so the, the first fire. bit of your watch goes uneventful. Um, you hear Skriznit 
rolling around, snoring. Um, you do notice that Skraznik kind of, every now and then as you catch like a glimpse of moonlight coming in through one of the small arrow slits, um, you kind of see Skraznik sitting on the edge of the bed near his son, just kind of looking at him in in a fatherly kind of way. Um, he has he has a smile on his face, but not in a weird way. Goblins don't really show a lot of emotions most of the time, but you can tell that he's happy. Don't worry, I'll keep an eye on him. I, you gotta get some shout out too. We gotta hike in the morning. I'm uh, I'm glad that he has such big friends. Yeah, we're all uh, we're all kind of a group together that you wouldn't expect. I mean, you see Pig over there. What exactly did bring you all together? Uh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We all ended up kind of in the same square when some shit went down, and uh, we all survived. And, uh, yeah, the the guild kind of figured that we worked well together and asked us to, uh, to serve Ravnica. So who was it that actually hired you to come and get me? Uh, it was, it was, the guilds did. Like, individually, they said, hey, go get that guy? Well, you know, there's, uh, there's guild council that, um, kind Well, of... they did ask me if I wanted to be a part of it, but I, you know, I'm busy. Yeah. Um. I didn't know that they actually had progressed with that, though, so that's, so you work for those guys, or you're more like, um, subcontractors? I want to say we work for Ravnica, but they're just kind of where we get our orders. So, like, they're working for Ravnica, too. We're all working for Ravnica. Um, they just kind of tell us what what jobs need to be done out there, what things need investigated, and we kind of pick and choose what we'd like to do. Well, like, I, I can see why, and I, and I mean no offense by this, I can see why maybe you would want to stand up for the betterment of Ravnica. Your garb tells me. Boros. So mm-hmm. you've already sort of taken an oath to do that anyway. Yep. But how does my son get involved in this? Or that that, that dark wizard? Well, I think they, they both look up to me and admire my leadership <laughs> and my, my gumption for fighting for the city. And, you well, know, when, <laughs> <laughs> thankfully they're sleeping and can't argue that. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, they they kind of see um, what doing some good can be like, and, and I think it feels pretty good to them, even though they won't admit it. Working for the people, uh, working for Ravnica, making it a better place, safer place, hopefully. You are an odd group, that's for sure. Well, we all kind of have our our role to play. Uh, you know, five of the same people, we'd uh, we'd probably never get anything done. So we'd all be. Seeing the same things, there would be no one to challenge each other and um, no one to heal each other. We only have one of those. I, uh... It's not Elvin. (laughs) I'm an inventor, right? I'm a scientist. It's what I do. I observe, I make hypotheses. Um, For a goblin, I'm considered pretty smart. But for most other humanoid races, I would be considered pretty smart, too. Throughout my life... It's always been about numbers, right? It's been about crunching those numbers and figuring things out and the probability of success or failure and formulaic uh, experiments and things. And the one thing I always was really, really good at 
was determining whether a person was one that you could trust or not. Do you trust your friends? Would you say that you trust them with your life? I'd say that that's a pretty complex question. Um, ah, but you see, it shouldn't be. Well, we haven't known each other very, very long. Um, you know, it's been X amount of time, a week, been, It's been maybe a week, maybe. Yeah, so we're, we're relatively new together. I wouldn't say I distrust them. Uh, I feel like they've all shown um, great glimpses as to what they can do and what do they bring to the table. Um, but I would say if my family were in trouble, I would, these are the people I'd probably want around along with my, my garrison within Boros. So they've, they've proven themselves good in a fight. And they've proven themselves good as characters too. I think, I think everyone is in some way, even if they don't know it, working for the people of Ravnica and trying to make the place better. That seems fair. Seems to be a fair assessment. Yeah, just because you're good in a fight doesn't mean you're a good person. My father's good in a fight. He's a piece of shit. Probably. (laughs) You have issues with your father. Yep. What is your father's name, if you don't mind me asking? Because your last name, Brindlehide. That's correct. Uh, It doesn't sound familiar to me. I don't feel like I know that family name. Yeah, it's kind of... Uh, I don't want to say made up, but it is kind of made up. See, my mother, uh, she was a full, like, white and gray minotaur. Uh, and my father was all black. And when I came into being, I, I kind of came a combination of both of them and, and all colors with my, my brindle fur here. And uh, at that point in time, when I was conceived, uh, we were guildless for whatever reason. Um so we, we took a new surname as the Brindlehods. Um, I, you know, I don't even know what our, what their original surnames were. Um, but we, I guess they, they decided when, uh, you know, they're starting a new life, they'll start with new names. Um, and that's how I became Brindlehod. Well, I do know amongst your people, naming yourself after your horns or your fur is pretty common. Yep. And... A lot of times you don't take the direct name of your lineage unless it's the same. So you're the first of the Brindlehides then, yes? I think, yeah. Yeah, I was like the first purebred uh, Brindlehide. And the reason why we went with that name, or my, my folks went with that name. You know, you remind me of someone. Who's that? A black minotaur. Is he a bad guy? He wasn't when I knew him. What was his name? Tauros. In what ways do I remind you of this Tauros? Your facial structure. You have his eyes. Yeah. Yeah, that people always said I had his eyes. Your nature reminds me a lot of his, too. He was very... He was firm but just when I knew him. How long ago did you know him? Oh, it's been it's been years. Probably when I first got uh, initiated into the Izzets. Uh, I had an issue, and a troop of the Boros came in to help fix that issue. Um, 
And uh, he, I think he might have been young captain at that point. I wouldn't say quite wet behind the ears. That He fought like, whew. <laughs> I've never seen anyone fight like that. Just <laughs> savage. But calculated. Yeah, that that's kind of how they train us to, to be. You know, strike true, precise. And, uh, you know, if you're going to fight, fully fight. Don't half-ass it, you know? Um, if there's a way around fighting, then try that. Try whole ass in fighting and really giving, giving yourself into not fighting. Your father was... Watching him fight was like watching an artist take a brush to canvas. If that makes sense. There was nothing random about what he did. Everything was poetic. I can see that in a way it kind of being a, an art form with how you move around and swing your weapon. Your foot stance has so much to do with, with your fighting and your style. Unfortunately, I I never really knew the version of my father you speak of. He was kind of, he was very distant when I was a kid. Always, always working. I never knew him much. We didn't interact much after that. I, I, I seen him around here and there, you know. Him patrolling or... Maybe at one of the local t- pubs when I was in uh, in the in the precinct, same precinct he was. But uh, it's not like we were best friends or anything. Just I knew him, and he was kind to me. Do you know by chance, um, like what kind of company he kept when he was out? Mostly it was Boros. He was very loyal to to Ariella, and that was his thing, right? That's what we all thought. But he often spoke of a uh, a fire main angel that he seemed to hold in a much higher regard than Ariella. A fire main angel. Yeah. Uh, said that she had been teaching him some sort of new techniques, and see the uh, the fire main angels. They're not someone that you want to cross lightly in battle. And they usually don't bring them out unless it's something that the Legionnaires can't handle. Ariella herself is a Firemain Archangel. Now, I don't know how they determine the difference between an angel and an archangel, whether it's power levels or age, experience, I'm not sure. But I know that the Archangels are the greatest of the Firemain Angels. Well, they're the greatest of all angels, is the Archangels. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I don't know if it was... It seemed almost like love, if that makes sense. Now, when you speak of love, I mean, there's kind of... There's different versions of it, like in love or love something. I'm not something. sure, because I'll be really honest with you. It kind of came off weird. Um, as he was taking my statement, I, you know, we were just talking, getting to know each other a little bit better. And, uh, you know, I asked him, I said, hey... I've never seen fighting like that. And he just kind of went on this whole spiel about this angel. I cannot remember this angel's name for the life of me. Do you want me to use the nipple taser on you? You think that's going to jog the line? No, I, I, I don't think that that's necessary. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe angels can corrupt. Maybe she herself was corrupted. You say that he became like a different person. It's hard to say because I didn't know him 
very, very well. And I was young, naive. You know, I just saw, I assumed he was like every other father. You know, worked hard, came home, worked hard, came home. Um, I Sometimes I wish I could see him uh, in, in my current eyes. And, you know, is is there any differences between what I do? I mean, I'm, sometimes I'm gone for days away from my children, wife, and my family. I do wonder if that's as much as my father was away, how it seems to my children. So I why hope, is why is your father not in the picture anymore? Why, what happened to him? Uh, he he turned pretty pretty evil. Evil. Yeah, he uh, he he straight turned against the Boros, and it seems like Ravnica at this point. He uh, he killed his best friend, uh, kind of the guy who led us into Boros, uh, and really his mentor, um, because he wouldn't join my father on what, whatever he's doing. And he tried to get me to join, and that's I, can, I have him to thank for this scar on the left of my face, and uh, and he killed one of my sons along. In that skirmish. That's really a shame. That's a very sad story. And we really don't don't know why. I like to think there's still good in him. I feel like if I come from him, he's still got to be good. The, because uh, of how I am. Rip. I hadn't thought about it a lot, but... <laughs> <laughs> the ogres that took me. They fought like him, which is weird for ogres. Most of my dealings with ogres are smash. Not a lot of rhyme and reason to what they do. Right. And I guess I had never really thought about it before. Unfortunately for everyone, it that kind of seems to be the case. Um, but why, why teach these ogres how to fight? Well, they've already got the strengths. They're battle... I mean, oh, they are strong. They are made for battle, and uh, if you can clean up some of their sloppy ways and maneuvers and make them actually effective warriors, not just strong warriors or strong fighters. Ogres admire strength above all else. That's not uncommon with tribes that side with the group. Strength above all else. Now, for... One guy to go in and tell a whole bunch of ogres what to do? The only way I see that happen is one of two ways. A, someone who's much scarier told them that they had to listen to him. Or two, he himself... That was on purpose. I know. <laughs> he himself bested them in battle. Well, I mean, you, you've seen him. You know he's he's bigger than I am. He's he is much bigger than you. Probably stronger. Than I would have I never am. even believed that he was your father. But I don't know, because you yourself you're big, but he is he's scary. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a storm coming for Ravnica, and I think the only way to get through whatever darkness is coming is for us to band together. My dealings with. Niv Mizzet. He has alluded that he also feels that something bad is coming to Ravnica. I haven't had a lot of, uh, you know, direct council meetings with the guy, but he does let us in occasionally on some stuff, you know. 
to warn us about some things. And, uh, yeah, he's concerned. Well, I feel like, uh, you know, maybe he should be in contact with uh, the Guild's Council that is instructing us if he is concerned as well or has any leads on uh, any shady dealings maybe going down. Uh, that's kind of a lot of the stuff we're investigating right now, it seems. It all kind of seems like it's connected. It looks, from far away, it just looks like random this here, that there. But once we've we've gone through a couple of these missions and we've reported it and we've thought about it, gosh, a lot of the bad and wrongdoings that are happening right now, they really seem like they are connected. We don't necessarily know the connection yet. But there there's a big, big picture. Hmm. Well, I hope you and your father sort things out. Yeah, I hope so too. Fathers sometimes make mistakes. Yeah, you should have seen the story that your son painted about you to us. Yeah, I never would have thought I'd be sitting here talking like this to you. I'm not sure where he came up with all of these ideas and concepts about me. From the sounds of it, he painted me like I'm some kind of a monster. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know, I really felt for him because... You know, my history, and I can, I really understand that stuff. Uh, but seeing you, seeing him, gives me hope that maybe my father can be that way too. Maybe he, uh, maybe we misunderstood something. Skrizna is my only son. I tried to have other children, and I, I don't know, maybe too many jolts of electricity. <laughs> Maybe not enough jolts of electricity. <laughs> I don't know. But I was never able to have any more. And uh, honestly, in a way, it was kind of good. Because I don't know that my my intellect would have passed down again. I feel like I hit the genetic lottery with Skriz. He's smarter than I ever will be. And I like to consider myself pretty smart. But his ideas and concepts... He was going to revolutionize Ravnica. I hope we can get some of his memories back or something. I Honestly, I don't know if it's actually what he wants, because even though he's not super smart anymore, I mean, he seems relatively happy with who he is, and he heard about his other self, this super smart guy, and I don't think he was comfortable with it. I don't. I think it, it scares him to be kind of super smart and... Well, Making I suppose imagine for a second that you've gone your entire life, at least the life that you remember, thinking that you're one way. And then waking up the next day and finding out that none of that's true. That'd be kind of scary, yeah? Yeah, that would that would mess with you. Hmm. I can't imagine. You seem like a good person. I'm glad that you look out for my son. He looks out for us, too. You know, in the group, I think he has died the least amount. <laughs> he's real good at hiding that one. Well, I told you he's smart. Yeah. You're not wrong. I think you'll get a lot more answers from a lot of this from Niv. Niv Mizzet. I think he'd actually be very interested in meeting you. Well, All of you. Hopefully when we get there, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll take a meeting with us. Um... And we can we can chat it up, see what see what dots we can connect to make a picture, and 
if he can help us or we can help him at all. He might have more insight. He might be able to connect a few of the pieces. Or maybe you have more pieces that he can connect together. The thing about Niv-Mizzet is he always has things going on. He has a million different things going on. If he was a evil person, an evil dragon, he'd be very scary because of the different things he has going on. But his is more about investigation. It's wanting to know things. If anything, he's probably one of Ravnica's greatest champions. He loves Ravnica. He loves everything about it. Did you know that he was there when they signed the original Guild Pact? Really? He's still around from way back then? Yeah. Oh, it's him yeah. and uh, Rakdos. There was that vampire for a little while, but that guild died off. What guild's that? Um, the 10th guild, the mystery guild that they always talk about. And there was a vampire that was ahead of the 10th guild? Absolutely. Oh, let me write that down. <laughs> we never knew their name, though. It's like it was stricken from history, like we weren't about to talk about it. But I have seen the signature on that contract. Signed in his own blood. You've actually seen the Guild Pact? I have. <laughs> it seems like a piece of fiction, the way no, it holds us together. It is it's just... real, my friend. I'm not saying it's not real. It's just it's so important and magical and powerful that it it just seems like it can exist. So to, to actually, you've actually seen it. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I have seen it. I haven't been able to actually read it, but I saw it. It's got some sort of a spell about it that prevents people who weren't originally the signers from reading all of the context of it. There's definitely parts that have been redacted. We, we, can't, we can't read them. I'm sure that there are reasons for that. But it mentions in there very clearly that there were ten guilds originally, because there are ten signatures on that guild pact. No one seems to know what's happened. Well, maybe um, Mr. Izzet knows. He doesn't talk much about the vampire, only that he existed at one point. But it's strange. It's like he almost can't mention the guild's name. You know, there is a decent amount of that going around, too, where people know stuff. They can't tell you. It's very frustrating. From what I do know and what Niv has told me about the guild, they're very secretive. They were supposed to be like the uh, the couriers, the message deliverers. Uh, and sometimes, maybe for the right price, they would bump off someone who you wanted to take out for some reason. But they were secret keepers, and they were good at it. They were information brokers. He said that they had information and dirt on everyone, and I mean everyone. That was sort of the checks and balances, right? Yeah. No other guild could become more powerful than any other ones if one of the guilds knew all your dirty secrets. Well, plus there was that whole clause in there about one guild not being able to declare open war against the other one, and that one we know for a fact still isn't around. Little skirmishes aside, they magically can't. They've tried. Hmm. The Golgari themselves have tried to raise legions of the undead and strike against whoever got in their way. They were magically prevented from doing that. Yeah, since this guild prevents any of that, it seems to me that this 10th guild must have been um, killed off within since no other guild could have attacked very him. possible. I think that, and 
correct me if I'm wrong, I don't feel like there were many guild lists back in that time. Like, everyone was part of a guild. I think originally, when Ravnica was founded, from what I understand, what Niv has told me, I mean, he was there. Um, every person did originally belong to one of these factions. Because these factions originally were armies. Right. So, uh, that the, this 10th guild being taken over by the guild list is, was unheard of. Couldn't have happened back then. I would say probably no. I mean, these were these were ex-soldiers. Yeah, uh, the only other thing that makes sense is some sort of... It could have been some sort of political turmoil within. Maybe they didn't like their leader. They decided they wanted a new leader. Yeah, and all, all hell broke loose. Or the only other thing that would make any sense is like some sort of extra planetar... Uh, Influence. I know Skriz was talking about he went to these different dimensions and found these different beings that were big and powerful and scary. And You're referring to the Blind Eternities. Yeah, uh, maybe that's what he called it. He said... The world between the worlds? Yeah, that's the one. That's a term that people who are not familiar with the concept of other worlds would call it. Because there is. There is an actual dimensional space... We know it exists. That's the technology that uh, Skriznit was using. He figured out a way to tap in to the space beyond the space. We dubbed it the Blind Eternities. Whether that's actually what it is or not, where we came up with this name, I'll be really honest with you. I'm not really sure, but it sounded really cool. There were beings within that world that we had not anticipated. And... He always said after that that he was afraid that they might come through. Maybe one of them did at one point and took out good old Ten. I don't think it's that simple. The reason I don't... The way that it was described to me is that they wouldn't have just stopped there. Well, maybe in doing this destruction, they ended up destroying themselves. I don't know. Possible. Again, I I don't know what they were called... But I do know their leader's name. I saw his signature. Oh? Yeah. What's his name? Sedek. They refer to him as Lord Sedek. How do you spell that? S-Z-E-D-E-K. And that's the vampire guy? Yeah, he was the, the Lord High Vampire Sedek. They say he was a very scary character. That's what uh, that's what Niv Mizzet said. Spooky. He was centuries old then. Uh-huh. Now, where he went, I don't know. But supposedly, he's dead. I think his guild killed him. I think they didn't like his leadership. That's my theory. They didn't like his leadership. They teamed up on him. They killed him. Then when they were trying to figure out who was going to be in charge, they couldn't decide, and they kind of fought amongst each other. Kind of like, oh, well, we think this guy should be it. And they're like, nah, we like this other guy. Or maybe it was just a... I mean, they were assassins, too. Maybe they started bumping each other off. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, it's the only thing that makes a lot of sense with the guild pact in place and everything. But it just seems like if that was the case, it wouldn't be something huge that we couldn't talk about. It seems like there is something, some dark evil that had happened there. Something massive and that's why we can't talk about it don't know anything about it if it was just a revolution and um and that guild ceased to exist because of it i feel like 
the guilds themselves would want people to know this, to know that if you revolt within, you know, it's, it, it'll bring down the whole guild. It won't, you know, have these positive outcomes you think it may have. Hmm. It's interesting. So, yeah. So I, I think it'd be more of a learning point for people. Again, this is all just hearsay that I've gotten from Niv. Yeah. He I, was there though. I mean, he'd be able to probably tell you more about it. Yeah. As much as he could tell us, um, would be great. I, and I mean, this is as much as I've ever heard about it. Um, so well, there aren't a lot of people who know a lot about it. You know, we follow it. We know it exists, but most people, it's kind of like uh, faith in a higher power, right? You don't always see it, but you have to believe it's there. That's yeah. what faith is, right? You are. Correct. And I would say that if the guild pact itself, if I hadn't personally seen it, I'd say that it was just faith. <laughs> that was holding this world together. Yeah, I, it definitely makes sense. I'm, you know, in not seeing it, I believe that it is there and uh, that it is there for all of us and it holds these rules to protect all the guilds from having these battles again. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a long day. Yeah, we could talk about this for hours, but... We I need feel to get... have already, you deceased. <laughs> like, holy crap, man. You know, I, I miss the days of Lizica. Oh, he's I, right there. I know, and I enjoy his voice the way it is right now. No, I've been listening. His, his normal voice? No, that's all right. Hey, Rocky, won't you go take a nap? I'll take watch now. Worst part is I've been listening the whole time and just haven't said anything. Yeah. <laughs> that checks out. Uh, I didn't, I've been sitting there. I didn't realize my watch was up. They're cross-legged now while you two are talking. I'm like, nah, man, I'm going to try to sleep. <laughs> that's all right. I just, yeah. That, like the last five minutes they've talked, Grizz just slowly got up cross-legged and just like a little annoyed that he was trying to sleep. And he's just like, hmm. I thought we was being quiet. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your voice kind of echoes through everything. Like my bones, <laughs> my soul. <laughs> you are a minotaur. You were loud enough that I found you. Oh, hey. Look, I mean, you woke everybody up. Son of a... Well, Elvin, Elvin's still sleeping. Yeah, he's so out cold. Like the dead. Did oh, we make sure that wait, he's here? Wait, is he alive? <laughs> Did we make sure that he's still here? No, he's still here. <laughs> I got a little fiery last time, but honestly, we, we got to start checking he's for him in the morning. Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's here. sucking on the thumb. He's, ta- he's taking a little <laughs> little nappy nap. He's snoozing. <laughs> he's he's uh, he's he's sleeping okay. with the well, as long thumb as we dog. know where he is, that's fine. All right, well, uh, if you're taking watch now, Scrizz, I will head off to bed then because I could use it. Scrizz goes over to his stool by the door that he plays. He's just yeah, this is okay. I'll just sit here and look at the wall. I'll make sure not to talk a lot while people are trying to sleep. <laughs> uh, I sure would appreciate that. <laughs> I'll do my best for you, Rocky. I've kept a spot there warm for you. Oh, that's, I'm going to look at one of these other beds. I mean, that's your bed. I wouldn't want to. Got it. All right, good night. <laughs> and I will find the cleanest bed that I can perceive and lay down in that one. <laughs> Okay. Um, maybe like like shake off the sheets a little bit. Yeah. You know. Okay. They all kind of smell like wet dog, <laughs> but yeah. 
I have nightmares. We have, we have a point of exhaustion. When I, wake I, up. Mean, I mean, you're a furry creature. You should already be kind of used to that smell. As soon as he lays his head and finds a place to sleep, and I can hear the slightest hints of snoring, just Scrooge just finds like random like sticks that were, and he just starts like tapping. It's not not even in rhythm, but he's just like acting like he's drum. Okay, let's write a song while we're playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank God. I, I thought without my sound machine, I wouldn't have been able to go to sleep. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Ye old sound machine. Shout <laughs> so. yourself on that one, huh? <laughs> if, uh, if there is no other conversations that you wish to have amongst yourselves, we will fast forward to the next morning. Long mm. rest. And everybody gets a long rest. Yay. Yay. New spells, new spell slots. Full HP. <laughs> so, morning has come. <laughs> when he wakes up, I'm just like staring at him in the face like, Did you get a good night slot? I slept fabulous. Thank you for asking. Amazing. <laughs> There's an episode of Bad Girls Club where she comes in with pots and pans and she goes, if I ain't got to sleep because of y'all, y'all ain't going to sleep because of me. And that's what I see Chris doing. <laughs> morning, sunshine. Oh, it's a great morning. I know, great you look morning. so happy. You know what? I can feel my legs. I'm not as, I don't feel as bruised as I was yesterday. That's great. Yeah. Um. I got little char marks around my nipples from the <laughs> the, the bolts of we lightning that, that just shot through me and kept me alive. <laughs> All right, so I guess we're heading to the is it uh, lab? Is that right for everyone? You can head wherever you want. You were just told to retrieve Skraznit. They didn't really say where you were supposed to drop him off. Just true that you were asked to retrieve him. So I say we take him back to the lab. His lab. Yeah, and uh, maybe we see if we can talk to Mr. Is it while we're there? Yep. And visit the weapons department. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. Man, he really wants that lightning axe. Yeah, he really does want that lightning axe. <laughs> One thing I know about Bill is he actually hates shopping, and it's not his favorite part of the game at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell that to my Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> Once the min-maxing is done, it's his favorite part of the game. <laughs> Exactly. It's like the it's like in the one game he went shopping for plants. Yep. He Dude, was, that was awesome. He was in the damn plant store for like an hour and a half. That, that was the, the hour and a half. That was the whole episode. Are you kidding me? I pretty much like four plants. I pretty much exclusively play D anD D with Bill. Um, and it's nice because every once in a while there's an episode where my eyes just kind of get to glaze over because I know that it's going to be four hours of shopping and I've never actually paid attention to how much gold I've had in a campaign. I just make sure it's approximate and I, I don't lie about any amount of money I have. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So you are currently in the red waist. Okay? Yep. Casual. And you, to get to the Is It Guild Hall, would require travel to the southern portion of Precinct 4, where, where you're at. Okay. You'd be wanting to head to Nivix. Nivix. And you said it's in the southern region of 4? Yeah, you are currently in Precinct 4, yeah, so it would the be... Top, the northern, yep. central part. Yeah, it would be mm-hmm. at the, the southern. Not, not, it's like, the not quite the middle, it's like the southwestern part. Okay. Nope. 
out of game. Have we heard of Sadek before? I feel like we have. Yeah, yeah we have. But I don't remember why. I yeah, I can't He's, find where I wrote it down. We heard about he was in well, his name. Take a look at my notes here. Uh, Penis. <laughs> <laughs> his hey, his I name was a little ghost. His name. There's also a ghost. And uh, I think that these are the crystals I brought with me that night. I'm pretty sure his name was in the notes, the the, uh, the blackmail notes or whatever we call that now. Oh, I drew a ghost because it was the Belheim. So there was a reason for a ghost. That's how you take notes. <laughs> I don't know who yeah. this guy was, but it's scary. <laughs> She's got pictograph his, notes. I like it. His name was mentioned in the, the notes. Oh, another penis. Penis. <laughs> and Draven's notes. He was in Draven's notes. Oh, as, as okay. Like still being alive. Was he? Not uh, necessarily. I don't think. Okay. I think it was something to do with him, though. I, <laughs> obviously. Hey, listen, <laughs> you had a lot more information than I just did. Good on you. Nobody wrote it down, huh? Good it was thing his, we recorded. It was his air. His airs. <laughs> yeah, his his literally. His airs on the move is what I remember hearing, but I technically did not write it down. Now. You're right. But I remember that. I never gave you a name. No. I referred to him as the heir of Sadak. Yes. Oh, okay. His heir is on the name. His heir is on the move or something. So we've heard of the heir of Sadak. We've never heard of or the we name of him. No. To him oh, as a. This, no. this is why I couldn't find it. It's spelled C A D E C. Sadak. <laughs> yeah. He's got a fucking paragraph over here. I took the notes though. It's like Emily's. You have to decipher it. <laughs> oh, is it? Because yours has a full name. What? What does that tell you? <laughs> we went through the swamp, and we ate tortellini. <laughs> Important to me. Let's again. That's, I think that's, we had a scary. That's encounter. basically amazing. <laughs> I know exactly what happened from that picture. That's <laughs> true. I was trying to draw the map. I think. <laughs> It got a little off. Anyway, Sadek. It's spelled C. Oh, it's actually spelled S-Z-E-D-E-K. He said, any consonant available, please. It is S-Z-A-D-E-K. Yep, spelled it wrong. I still misspelled it. And he spelled it like four times. Yep. We got it right this time. I think all that we can I come to right. is it's probably not your fault. That's just <laughs> it's all good. It's, well, like I yeah, already for knew the record, the character. I didn't make that name up. That's an existing yeah. character with magic lore. That's cool. I knew how to spell it just because I did a little research on my own. But go for you. That's fair. I so like to, to come in fully blind. <laughs> to the is it labs? Vamanos. So you're heading to Nivix, the guild. Nivix, hall. the yes, guild Nivix. hall. Yes. Okay. Nivix. We don't have time to spell that. <laughs> Wait, I got, I got it. Don't worry. If you're curious, you spell Nivix, N-I-V-I-X, Nivix. Yep. <laughs> Can I give you guys a copy of the map? I have it. We have it in our. I was gonna say. It's not on Discord. Let's fight about it. Sure. Like, it is on Discord. Right there on the map. Nivix. Oh, he was being facetious. I got you. That's the one. Don't ask me to spell it. Yeah, none of us know how to spell here. Don't worry. F-E-C. In all fairness, like the character names I came up with, I tried to use words I felt like the average person go. That's probably how you spell that. Scratch. Like John. Like Jeff. Like Draven. Draven. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Good one. 
Or if you look at it, you're not like, mm, that's a word I made up and I can't even The only one that was kind of weird was Copernicus. Yeah, but that's, that's, cool. but that's also a, but it's also very cool. Real name. Yeah. And I'll call him Cappy That's a real name though. Like, I, I could meet a Copernicus, I'll never meet a Sedek. No. Probably. Especially not one that spells their name like that. <laughs> I think that is Copernicus. Is this Copernicus? No. Does he have the horns? No, I think this was uh the guy Rakdos. That's the Rakdos statue. Yeah. Oh, statue, gotcha. yeah. She was drawing the statue from the nightclub. And also Fletcher lyrics underneath it. <laughs> so uh, To Becky's So Hot, it's a good song. <laughs> you, uh, you head south through uh, the less rumbled and tumbled parts of the city uh, in this precinct. <clears throat> um, and after a few hours, you make your way towards Nivix. It's not hard to spot. It's the largest tower not only within Precinct 4, but in Ravnica. Mm. Um, this impressive structure crackles with the wild power of fire and lightning. <laughs> now, Rob just did a sound effect. We were just earlier when we were you guys were in the area. You weren't in Nivix. Okay, I thought we went in there looking for... There, were a lot of, there was a lot of labs okay, near mm-hmm. it. Gotcha. Because we were so, looking for him when we went into the one lab that had been destroyed. By. Yeah. Um, you approach one of the main guild gates, which is basically like an entrance to get in. Um, you see the crest of Niv-Mizzet, which is also coincidentally enough is the symbol for the, the Izzet guild. Um, it looks to be uh, like the outline of a dragon with fire underneath of it in and in a, like an encircling compass. Um, I may actually have a picture of it for you if you are curious, because I feel like I am not describing that nearly as cool as it actually is. Because you know sometimes you bring a dice tray and not dice. <laughs> so the is uh, and like above it, it looks like it has like little points. I was so, gonna say theirs has to be cool. Yeah. So that's what the actual nice is it symbol looks like. Would I get it tattooed on my leg? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I would consider it. I have dumber tattoos. <laughs> Um, so you wander, try to wander through the guild gate and you find it odd that you're not greeted or stopped by anyone as you approach. Um, you see these, it looks like a gigantic archway made of stone and above it, probably 25 feet in the air, you see this big circled symbol of the Izzet symbol. Um, it looks like a bunch of small round shaped buildings that you can see on the outside. They almost look like teapots. They're made from metal. They have like spokes and pipes and and uh, steam vents and things coming off of them. It looks very industrial through here. Everything looks mechanical, methodical. It looks very cold and unwelcoming. Um, can we do like a – so there isn't anyone around? Not that you can directly see, no. Can we check for like cameras or like any technology, like surveillance technology? I don't know if I'm the person to look for this, but Emily thinks that would be a good idea. <laughs> uh, you can make a, uh, we'll say perception check. Just like to see if I can, I basically want to uh, get a sense if it feels like we're being watched. Or if I can, Does, and I yeah. can do a perception check. Yeah, make, I'm make, actually cool with that. Make a perception check. 
Does Skrasnet look like... <laughs> does he look like he's just going to walk right in, or does he... Skrasnet looks completely comfortable. He kind of pauses as you guys all kind of like stop <clears throat> and take it all in. Seven. Uh, <laughs> you think everything feels great. Everything just seems legit. So nice in here, and nobody's around bothering me. I love this. <laughs> you start to have like flashes in your head. Um maybe from your, your previous encounters with the guild, it seems familiar to you. Mm-hmm. And I would say that you feel sort of conflicted between this hatred towards them and what you are now and this reunite, uh, this reuniting with your father. You okay there, champ? Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, so, uh, lead the way. Let's go. Um, oh, I think we're just following your father. He knows the way. I kind of just, like, not push him, but, like, get up beside him and, uh, where do we go from here? Can, do we well, you see that really big tower. We're going to go in there. But this archway right here, unless you have one of these, and he pulls out, um, it looks to be a stone, um, insignia and it's got like a metal ring around it and it's it's the is it symbol if you don't have one of these you won't have a very good time trying to get in oh so even if we're with you oh no we're good but you have to have somebody yeah you gotta be with something do we like have to hold hands going in there no 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 no. basically i basically have to like deactivate the defenses oh okay so So and you can only do that with one of these Oh, and you gotta know the, like, there's like, no, just, I'll do it. I got this. <laughs> so he goes over to, like, uh, the side of the archway, and he kind of waves this thing in front of it. It looks almost like a, like a mechanical eyeball from the inside. Um, it shoots out some sort of, like, a almost like an infrared light, and it's able to read the, the symbol on it. Um, it's very Java's palace. It doesn't quite come out of the wall. <laughs> um, a little like uh, panel comes, it, it kind of like pops up with all these like little stone buttons, and he pushes them and like he makes about a hundred different button presses. It seems like, and uh, then he finally presses the final button, and and you hear what you didn't notice at first. There was like a humming sound coming from the archway. You hear the humming sound fade out. You now hear the silence, and you're able to actually hear all the steam and stuff coming from the other side. It was almost like it was preventing the sound from coming through. <clears throat> yeah, so that's it. You guys are good to go on in now. Um, <laughs> are you coming with us? Oh, absolutely, okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm still like hesitant with, like, with all with all the mechanisms. I was like, okay. Um, I'll stick my foot barely through the the doorway. You know? It's completely harmless. All right, so then after that, I just I just walk in like I own the place. Okay, so I... When we walk in, what does it look like? Is it like tools? Uh, well, it looks like a bunch of small buildings, like a, a bunch of small, round, metallic buildings stacked on top of each other. They all seem to be connected with uh, pipes and almost like big steam pipes. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not really sure if they are some sort of boiling mechanism, if they're homes, if they're labs. You're not entirely sure. They look like they could be combinations of the two. Um, steam starts coming out of some of the little tiny, small uh 
smokestacks and stuff off of them. You hear what sounds like talking coming in from some of it. Some of it's hammering. Um, so it sounds like there's some people working within some of the buildings. Um, up in the sky, you see like little cracks of lightning coming out of some of the the buildings. Um, some of them do something like they're made out of stone as you get further in. The the pathway itself is sort of a cobbled stone. Um, it's almost like you're walking through a mechanical forest, if that makes sense. They're all around you. It's like floor to ceiling, above you in the air, solid, these pipes, and round structures. So pretty clean, no like loose tools <clears throat> hanging around, no. or no parts? Not, not that you can see. It, okay. it looks very, very, very... It looks chaotic, mm-hmm. but it looks very well maintained. Okay. Other than Fair like enough. the normal grease and stuff that would be coming off of okay. the apparatuses. Um, as you start to make your way in a little bit, you, you notice that there are a few small automaton type creatures. Um, they seem like replicas of real life things within Ravnica. You see uh, a couple of squirrel, mechanical squirrels going by, a couple of mechanical frogs hopping along. Um, they, they almost look oh like... Oh my god, hi! I feel like Benji's just wow. like trying to chase all the mechanical animals. They almost look like they are our children's toys, but the way that they move... Wait, we want to be friends! ...seems very lifelike. They seem not just like a toy, but almost like a replica. Um, you see some mechanical birds kind of fluttering around and uh, you see a a couple of what looks like cockroaches going across the ground but upon closer inspection you see that they actually are mechanical so everything within here is the only living things you've seen so far are these machines Hmm. Um, they all seem to be powered by the same sort of blue energy source that you saw from the electrical thing. They vary in size. Some of them are very, very small. But they all bring like a faint blue glow to the, the automaton's eyes. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> so, um, where are you taking us in here? Well, we're going to go into the actual tower. Niv-Mizzet's tower. Um... We don't usually keep a lot of guards here. Like I said, we're not much for fighters. Um, we do have some automatons that serve as like sentry units, but we're not hostile, so they don't have to worry about that. But it does, oddly enough, I'm not sure, it's some design that Niv came up with. They detect hostile presence pretty fast, and they're pretty fast at quelling it. But, you know, usually most of the arguments and disputes within the Izzet are non-physical. I mean, we're brains. We don't, we don't fight. Um, but I will say, I make no guarantee that Niv will see you, and he may be kind of a jerk about it. (laughs) He's very arrogant. And I mean that in no disrespect. He himself will tell you that he is arrogant. But when you've lived as long as he has, and you've seen as many things as he has seen, I guess arrogance kind of comes along with it, right? Well, that's interesting because some of us have been around for literally longer than I could even think about, and we haven't found a way to be arrogant. But actually, now that I'm saying that out loud, that was kind of an arrogant statement. Okay, I retract it. You're probably right. (laughs) He's uh, lived most of his life in the pursuit of knowledge, but not just knowledge of machines. I mean, it started with that, obviously. Well, it started with war and death, and he never really got along with that. As you do. You know, he was never really a part of that. But they looked at him as this image of war because he was a dragon. And all he ever really wanted to do was make things, not destroy them. 
Does he wear glasses? No. <laughs> no, he doesn't need to. Just checking. His eyes are mechanical. He replaced his eyes. Oh, because he With glasses? glasses. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. He said he made some sort of enhancements to them. It helps him see things. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, boy. He just seemed like a glasses kind of guy from one to another. You know, well, just... I may- maybe at one point he needed them. Maybe they work as glasses or bifocals or something. I don't know. The guy's over 10,000 years old, though. I know that. Well, I think with all the movement going around, Scrizzant's like picking up like the mechanical cockroaches and like... <laughs> well, I wouldn't eat that. I wasn't going to do that. Well, it's more for your safety than their safety. Those are not like normal bugs. They eat scrap. They eat scrap metals? Yep. That's how it usually stays so clean around here. I grab my crown and I'm like, you get away! We do a lot of welding and repairing and things like that, and you, you get scrap from that. They help keep it clean. Cool. I figured on the... On the route to see uh, Niv Mizzet, Scrizz is looking around, see if there's any. Are we gonna walk, walk through like any workshops or? You're not sure if the area that you're in are workshops. <coughs> Nothing looks distinctly like it's a business. Okay. Everything looks like it could be potentially a workshop, but from when, within this, it looks like even the houses themselves are workshops. I'm gonna keep an eye out for any random tool bag or kit that I might see on the way. Okay. Um, so, uh, make a perception check. Actually, you're actively looking. Make an investigation check. Be a 20. Okay. Um, you do happen to see a very, very, very small toolbox. Along the way. Um, <laughs> small to me or small to him? <laughs> or small to me. It, That's true. Probably, it looks more like a tool, like almost like a, like a lunch box, like a lunch pail, and it's got several tools sticking out of it. I just, I don't want the box itself because I don't want me like having to carry the pouch, but I'm just like randomly just open. I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. <laughs> Are you trying to do this openly or stealthily? Depends on my role, though. Openly? <laughs> um, no one really seems to care. Okay. Everyone sees you do it even in your group. Well, I don't care. And uh, <laughs> even, even Skrasnit looks down and goes, Does these tools seem familiar to you? Oh, it's just... I was just looking at him. No, no. We within the is it what? Well, for, as far as tools, what's yours is mine. Any anything for the pursuit of knowledge. Oh, okay. I, I'd like to uh, borrow these. Absolutely, I don't think anyone will care. Okay, so I just put them in my like I grabbed the tools and put them in the pouch that I have carrying on. Um, so you picked up six tools. Uh, one that looks like uh, a hammer. Um, one that, uh, you, you pick up two that look like, uh, a screwdriver, but instead of the one having like a flathead or a Phillips head, it's got four prongs that come off of it almost like, um, like a fork. Right. 
Um, you picked up something that looks like it is a hand drill. And um, the other two looks like they could be a saw and some type of a torch. Start walking away. Hey, where's my hammer? <laughs> <laughs> Some random guy's like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm just working on something over here. <laughs> now I I'm always now, leaving shit everywhere. Now I, I got a lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> At least I know. Just so, just so, I'm, I'm, so it was two screwdrivers, hammer, saw, drill. Was that and it? a torch. torch. And a torch. torch got it. I was like, I, I knew I told you the third one. Yeah. And I'm looking at my notes like, I said that, but yeah. I didn't, I didn't. All right, cool, got it. Might come in use. Well, those are, those are, is it design tools? They are, they're going to be a little bit different than normal tools. Almost all of them are powered by those same storm stones, is what we call them. Do these tools, like after handling them and picking them up and dropping them in my pouch, do they feel like I've held these tools before. They seem familiar. Okay. Hmm. Okay, yeah. They definitely have a a resonance. They don't feel foreign to you. You feel like you have handled tools like this before. Those might come in handy. Kind of like muscle memory type of thing? Yeah. <clears throat> Makes sense. Yeah. Goes beyond the brain. All right. So I will uh, return these at one time or another? Sure, yeah. I'm sure that they they won't mind. We got lots of that stuff laying around here. Okay. So, uh, on to Niv-Mizzet. Um, You approach the base of the tower, and you see two uh, large automatons standing out front. Um, they are humanoid in shape. They look like big suits of armor. Um, Optimus Prime? But Is that with you? Glowing white eyes coming through the, 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 the iron grate helmets. And it looks like a it almost looks like the front of a train grill coming out of its face. Um, there's like a slit in the in the middle of the helmet and like a fin going down the back of it. Um, the rest of it just looks like it's almost like plate mail armor. Like full head to toe plate mail armor. Um, you don't see any sort of body itself, it's like it's completely encompassed in metal. Um, the uh, large automatons are roughly eight foot tall. Oh, shoot. Mm. Um, and they look quite heavy. And they're right in front of a set of doors? Yeah, as you approach, their eyes light up a little bit more blue. Um, and one of them kind of steps forward and looks down at Skraznet and says... I need to see your signet. And Skraznet reaches in his pouch and goes, yep, here you go. And again, you almost see like this scanning sort of sense in his eyes. How many are accompanying you? He's counting one of them. Don't forget the fox. Um, fox. <laughs> five plus the little furry thing. <laughs> Very well, Proceed. And he almost, not like powers down, he kind of walks back to a spot and seems to become lifeless again. Idle mode. Um, <laughs> so you see this door. And it kind of swings open on its own. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think Skrizen, after seeing all this, he's like, this is cool. And I, I think he's just slowly like following his dad. He's like, does any of this look familiar? 
<laughs> I mean, me that? either, so no. I can't really blame you. Yeah, but I don't think wow. I've ever been oh, here. Man, that thing is huge. That was bigger than you, Rocky. I bet he smush you. Maybe he could carry you through the woods. Um, maybe. Uh, I, well, they're I, like heavy lifters. They're, I mean, they can fight. Don't get me wrong. They'll squish your face. But uh, they're, they're used for moving heavy materials. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope we never have to find out if uh, <laughs> we fight that thing. Ooh. Well, they're built with some sorts of... I wouldn't really call it native weaponry, but... They're very innovative. Uh, the artificial intelligence that powers them lets them learn and adapt to their environments. As we walk by, I like, take my hand and against the leg of it. It's just, it sounds hollow inside. Huh. So it can adjust its fighting style based on who it's fighting? Absolutely. That's hmm. awesome. I'm not sure. It's, uh, again, something that Niv-Mizzet came up with. I he designed wonder. the artificial intelligence programming himself. I wonder if it's in the eyes. Um, possibly. All I know is that it realizes where it's more advantageous to fight something with brute strength, or attempt to attack it from above, or hit it from range. Rocky's thinking about getting mechanical eyes. Yeah. <laughs> range, too. I was going to say, and a multi-class is coming. So um, they're really good at leaping, I know that. I don't know about flying. Oh, okay. They, he may have upgraded the models, though, to actually have the ability to fly. fighting, even if he was half-blown up. I'm not really on the nerve to test them out, so, uh... It's half-blown up. Yeah, I'm just, like, as we're walking away, I'm just, like, turn my back and, like, stare at him and step back a couple, and I'm like... Most of them have, like, uh, lightning pulse cannons, and, uh, uh, they're called... Fire blasters, which they shoot out big bursts of like explosive energy. It's really hilarious. Yeah, I've already dirtied my underwear. I mean, I like to keep these pants. You got me. They can keep some ass. We believe you. Yeah, I'd like to keep his pants clean too. So <laughs> on we go. The, uh, as you guys are kind of walking, um, there's a giant spiral staircase. Um, the, the tower itself is circular in shape and it's massive. Um, I don't have the exact dimensions, but it's huge. You're able to hear your voices echo kind of throughout the chamber. The floor is above. This tower probably extends into the air 200 feet. Um, the staircase up the middle looks mechanical. It looks completely made of gold spriggans and brass plating, silver screws. It looks like a machine. Um, as you start to step onto it, it seems to move like an escalator, kind of taking you up, and you no longer have to walk. I feel like I'm just going to be like... It goes at a very, very calming pace. It's not startling, but it is weird if you've never experienced it before. Pig uh, is always flying, so the elevator kind of hits her, and she has to keep floating back up. So I've you, never done one of these. Jeez. So if you look down, like it basically works much like a screw, and you actually see that, that the, the whole unit itself the middle part of it is actually kind of turning and bringing you up to the top. The outside railing is sitting still. Pretty cool. Let's just take a pretty cool moment for our DM here. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, you pass several I see floors. It in my brain. Um, you see various different types of. Some people look like they're dignitaries uh, visiting, taking maybe a tour. You see classes being taught. Um, about science and explosions. Um, you see professors teaching. 
Um, you see students on some of the lower levels. As you start getting up further in, you see uh, glass-protected enclosements and laboratories with uh, various different types of lightning, fire, steam experiments going on. Um, you go up further and further. Uh, as you're going up, it's like everything is a little bit more marvelous or interesting than the last thing. For those of you who have never been within Nivix, it's like you're seeing all the marvels of the world. It's like you're seeing all the things that you didn't even know that people thought could be made being made here. Um, some of them are mechanical in nature. There's a whole f couple of floors dedicated to just automatons. Um, nothing in here, even though there's a, it's kind of scary at times and sort of mad scientist-like with the amount of explosions and fire and um, eyebrows being singed. <laughs> um, there are a lot of goblins within the Izzet, you noticed. But there are also a lot of Vidalkins. Various different uh, age ranges, genders, um, children, adults, old people. It's it's a lot more populated than you kind of would have you would have suspected originally. Um, after a few minutes, he's kind of like talking about the different. And this is the robotics department where they build all the cool automatons, and uh, this over here is where they do the the thing where they figured out how to get rid of all the shit in the city. That's the, the that's the ductwork and the steam pipes that you I just leave my stuff out in the middle of the road. That's <laughs> that's how I get rid of it. Hey, hey. Can confirm. That that's fair. But for the rest of the people who like the plumbing, the is it say you're welcome. Well, I will say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so all these like uh these steam vents and stuff, we you know, we invented all this technology. We figured out how to harness the powers of magical lightning, magically produced lightning, magically produced fire, magically produced water. Mm and create steam elements. Um, almost everything is either powered through steam or these uh, these lightning stones, these these power stones. So, yeah. Some of this, it's almost like technology from another world. But a lot of these uh, original designs came from Nib-Mizzet, and we've figured out how to improve some of them. He said that he came up with the ideas for him, but he has so many ideas, and I believe him. I've seen some of his sketches. He's always got something else that he's working on, like another big thing. So, he, that's what he brings all of us around to. Not all of his scientists get to work directly with him. Some we have to go. But whenever there's a really great idea, Niv-Mizzet will always personally meet with that person like, hey, this is a really great idea. We're going to make sure that your idea gets made. And even though he's a little bit arrogant and he can kind of be a jerk, um, he also appreciates those who create. Did he meet with Scrizz when he made the traveling bomb? He has met with Scrizz before. Oh. Only once. Um, he warned you about the dangers of interdimensional travel, but you said that it was something that you could contain. He seemed confident in your abilities. Do you remember that? <clears throat> Not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it, no. <laughs> so, no bells. But since he's already met me... Would he meet us, meet me again? Well, I'm I'm one of his very important scientists, and you're smarter than me, so I would say absolutely. He's always said he wanted to know what happened and what was going to go on with your career, but then you disappeared, and we thought you were dead. I'm a traveling musician now, with my band. Isn't it weird though that are we the band? after all of it, you're still a creator? It's in your blood. You can't help it. I think he just hurt his brain. You create things, right? 
Some, yeah, a lot. Just some things are different. There's not much difference between science and art. It's in, it's all in the execution. Let's hope I don't get executed <laughs> when I'm doing it. Oh no, we want to keep you around. You've got a lot of. You, you've I'm got not saying it's your person like you want to do it. We, but. we 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 never did find your notebook. You have all those great ideas and blueprints and sketches within that thing. Do you remember that? <laughs> Didn't you? We have. We found your. Specifically, it was like records, though, oh, that you wrote down. I don't think it was. I don't think it was your notebook itself. No, I'm not sure where you put it. We thought it might have been at your house, but I got a house. You got a house. Chris has a house. You have a house. We pay a lot of money for hotel rooms. I mean, it was. It's pretty simple. You didn't spend a lot of time in there only for sleeping, but and you didn't sleep a lot. Yeah, I didn't sleep a lot last night either. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, so I guess just just the thing. It's in my blood. I get no sleep. Uh, yeah. Whether just, it be me being a mad scientist or I just somebody jabber jaws. I think that it's really great that even though you don't remember who you used to be, the person that you are now really isn't much different. You still create. You still have these grand scheme of things, right? And in a weird way, correct me if I'm wrong, but things just always seem to work out for you. I think if I go back to the uh, Madame Madrid, the, 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 it ain't me working out too well for me. Well, she's a lunatic. Yeah, I did watch her crisp up like most of the people in a crowd. Yeah, I really And then like, she turned around and got the rest of them. I really didn't enjoy that smell. <laughs> <laughs> didn't enjoy that smell at all. Burnt flesh. <laughs> all right, so we're almost to the top here. Couple of things about Niv Mizzet. Don't be intimidated by his stature. Oh, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. I mean, I'm a kid. He's just some guy that's, you know, thousands He's of years old. He's just some dragon, so, intimidating dragon. His, his, uh, his title, the Fire Mind, isn't the only fire within him, if you know what I mean. What, what do you mean? He breathes <laughs> fire. Uh, specifically, no. Could you explain yeah. it? Does he uh, eat a lot of spicy food? <laughs> mm, I don't know. Should get a bidet. I don't really see him eat a lot. Okay, so what you're saying is probably not to piss him off. I would, I would be polite. That smells good. <laughs> Obviously, ask questions if he allows it, but uh, be polite. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that goes doubly for that guy <laughs> right there. Quit being a prick. Sorry, Josh. Try and keep your mouth closed here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I've seen him lose his temper a couple of times, and it didn't work out so well. I think as a whole, the group goes. <laughs> hey, um, guess what? I made sure that we checked before we left this morning that to you make were sure still that you were us. occupied, yeah. and I saw that you were snoozing. I, sorry, I know we're busy, um, but I saw that you were snoozing. And I just wanted you to know that we were looking for you. Uh, well, I, you know, it's nice to feel loved. <laughs> you know what? I will give you my next heel. Guaranteed. <laughs> what if she doesn't need heels it? Again. <laughs> <laughs> so that I, should go for the rest of you. Be nice to me. <laughs> 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 Does that make a 
making fun of me dying. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, yeah. man, it was Chris that making fun of him dying. Well, I don't make fun of him dying. I make fun he of him dying. He did say last session he pulled an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I heard. I heard. You were what? being so quiet back there, we thought you died again. <laughs> Never heard you go that long without talking. So but I guess from last night in our um, Rocky, my dad made up for that. You uh, <laughs> you make it up to the very very pinnacle of the tower, and uh, the round platform—I don't know how else to describe it. Um, the stairs kind of pull off. It's all this sort of carpet type material on the ground. It's all red. There's a, there's like blue trim along it along the along the walls that go along it so it looks like it's a circle of blue and then a circle of red like mostly red a little bit of blue like if you took a red circle and outlined it in blue I guess is the best way to describe it um, there's a pathway that leads out uh, what what you would assume to be some sort of a balcony and there's two massive bronze doors with um, it's got the giant crest of the Izzet at the top. Well, that that's where uh, he lives, sleeps, eats, does science, does all of his things. So do we just knock on the door? Or? Well, if I know him, he's probably expecting us. He always seems to know a lot. So should we just walk in? Should we knock first? I thought he said don't piss him off. We should probably knock. If I just start talking really loud, do you think he'll just understand we're here? I I think that if he wants us in, it will be known. Mm. So uh, we going up there? I'll, I'll I'll knock on the door. I'll come with you. So the 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 distance from the steps to the door is it's almost fifty feet. So this is a huge area in here. So you walk across. Uh, on the walls, which is basically the ceiling, uh, it's rounded at the top, almost like um, like a crescent moon, I guess is the best way to describe it. It looks like almost like two crescent moons on top of each other. Um, there's a big bar of, it looks like gold uh, at the apex, and then a big silver bar across the other apex. So they crisscross in the middle. There's various different pieces of art that look like they've been etched on there, burned into the top of it, um, like a laser machine. There's no color within like it. Like a beholder? Almost, like, almost looks like hieroglyphic sculpting. But the, uh, the intricacy of the details on the, on the, on the, the ceiling are phenomenal. Um, you see depictions of what looks to be armies clashing. Um, depictions of a demon um, pointing out towards the, the like kind of hovering over the rest of them. Uh, you recognize the shape almost immediately to be Rakdos. Um, you see these massive wings in another depiction uh, that just dwarf the armies. Um, and this big almost serpentine-like neck kind of with fins coming off of it um, looking down at the rest of the armies but not in like terror. It almost looks in um, sadness. Uh, the different panels depict the different stages of the war, and eventually you see what looks to be some sort of a piece of paper, and you see ten different figures surrounding this piece of paper. Um, you're assuming this is the depiction of the guild pack being signed. Um, that snake-looking creature, 
is that the one you were talking about? The snake is on the move. I don't know much about it, but maybe. Uh, can I see if he's lying? Yeah. Go for it. Had to get it rolling real quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to matter. Eight plus like two, ten. Um, you don't think that it is, and the reason that you don't is because its body has legs and a tail. Oh, so you, you don't even think it's a snake? I just said that it had a serpentine-like neck. Oh. So we said, cool, snake, moving on. I'm just going to keep walking towards the door. Um, so as you take in all the sights, you walk towards the door, and as you do, the door seems to open on its own. And inside are these little floating spheres of light. Um, they, it looks very similar to the dancing light spell, but they're everywhere. Up above. This, this chamber itself is, it almost looks like there is no ceiling. It almost looks like it's the sky above. Kind of like the nightclub? Very similar to the nightclub. Um, the little lights dancing across the top there um, not only illuminate the room, but uh, they, they make it feel very warm in here. Not temperature, just the, the, the atmosphere. Um, at the furthest part across, there's a set of huge, massive steps they're very big for normal-sized people to walk up. Uh, they're probably 50 feet wide and maybe 20 feet high each step. And it leads up onto this big open platform that uh, looks out over to the city. The distance from the door to the edge of this platform is probably 300 feet. It looks like it should not be able to be contained within the dimensions of the tower. It looks like you are in some sort of space beyond space. Just using general geometry going, well, the tower was this big around. We should be actually floating out in the middle of the city. Um, within this room, you can hear the humming sounds of uh, electricity crackling through b both the sky as little flashes of and arcs of lightning kind of go across, not hitting or striking anything, just constantly there, constantly fluttering, illuminating the room and making it go a little bit darker. Um, you see little tiny automatons uh, working, organizing books and paperwork from what you can tell. They look like little tiny miniature people, maybe about a foot and a half to two feet tall, um, with those same blue glowing eyes, um, bodies made out of a bronze-like material. Uh, they seem to be working on organizing a bunch of papers and notebooks, getting them put back. Um... You see what looks to be some sort of like a big pillow. There's no other way to describe it. It's like a big mattress. It kind of hovers above on the left-hand side of the room. You're not sure if it's suspended magically or by an invisible means. There's not really a desk area in here as much as there are just tables. A lot of the furniture seems to hover at various different heights within the room. The floor itself seems relatively open, as if there's not much on the floor. The room itself is circular-shaped, and there's a giant... In, uh, the, the insignia of the Izzet is painted on the floor in more color and detail that you've seen. Uh, blues and reds and uh, fire across the top. This 
uh, insignia actually looks like it has a yellow eye, where the other ones you never saw that. Um, on the platform overlooking the city is a massive shape. A giant red scaly body with a tail that drapes across the bottom parts of the steps. Um, the body itself is... Uh, it looks like a dragon, like a red dragon, but slightly bigger than what most red dragons you have heard of. You've never seen one. Maybe in the skies from a distance, but never usually up close. Um, it's sitting out on the balcony, curled up almost like a cat, with uh, its front paws and back paws sort of hunched up together, and it almost looks like its head is laying down on its on its paws. All you're seeing is the back of it. Um, it's breathing sort of casually, calmly, not really seeming to notice much of what's going on in the room, and definitely not seeming alarmed that you're here. Next to the dragon is a man wearing a blue robe, a blue hooded cloak. There are light blue ruins etched on the outside of this cloak. You see the back of him. He's humanoid. You can't see his face, only the, only the cloak. Do you recognize the ruins? N- no. Um, they look to be having a conversation, a very calm conversation. And uh, you hear the dragon's voice, even in a whisper. It rumbles the room. And uh, the person in the robe <laughs> says, You have company. I think that I should be uh, leaving. We will discuss the rest of our business later. The dragon kind of lifts his head up just a slight bit. And kind of nods. As this blue-robed figure turns around, you see that the hooded cloak uh, goes up around it, and the blue on it is like a dark blue, almost like a navy blue. The ruins that are going across it seem to almost glow a little bit as the character is, as this character is walking. Um, the outfit is all the same dark blue material. The cloak actually matches the clothes that he's wearing. Um, his eyes are... Uh, whited out sense of like blue if you didn't know better you'd swear this person was blind um there's dark hair very short um he looks young maybe in his early 30s or late 20s and he walks with a confidence that's odd for someone with no type of armor and who looks completely unarmed um, you notice that his belt that he's wearing has these same etched ruins across it. And in the middle of his belt is a giant red jewel. His, his skin itself looks like he almost has these same ruins either painted on or magically etched on uh, part of his face. Dad, who is that? So uh, he's walking towards you and he kind of gives all of you a nod. Like a courtesy, respectful nod, but doesn't say anything and just walks past. And when he gets past, I just like nudge, scratch him. Who is that? That's when uh, the dragon starts to talk. We will tell you about him later. 
when he does when he does speak, like Scrizness like her, and then does like a quick uh, takes off his crown and like tries to do a little a bow to the um, the dragon. But for me, like, <laughs> I bow and drop the nervous. crown, pick up the crown. I'm um, oh, hell, I think you know who I am. Uh, we've met before. Um, that's what I've heard? I have heard. Rather, I should say I have seen. You're having problems remembering who you are. From what they say, I guess I am. Or do people want to just put memories in me? I, I don't know. what. I assure you, we're going to get to the bottom of that. So it is true. I'm from the Izzet. And I was something more than just a test dummy for you all. And it's about that time he raises his head up. And his neck extends. And he starts to stand. And like stretch out almost like a cat. And you hear him kind of... It's not really like an aggressive growl. It's more like a grunt, like stretching the muscles out. Um, He opens up his wings and his wingspan expands out to about 35 feet from tip to tip. And he kind of flutters the ends of his wings and draws them back in. And as he stands, he looks like a scaly cat with a long serpentine neck. His neck kind of goes up and now that he's standing on all fours, he's every bit of 20 feet tall. Just on all fours. His body from tip of tail to head is probably 35 to 40 feet long. He is massive. His, uh, his red scaly face turns to you. You see this almost like serpentine tongue flicker out of it and go back into his mouth. And he kind of yawns a little bit and you see this just face full of sharp white fangs um on the side of his head he has these fins that kind of come out almost like a fish i will show you guys a picture later but i'm trying to like paint the image for you (laughs) um he has huge white massive claws uh on his feet and uh he has a very noble presence about him he is intimidating his size is intimidating. Oh, no shit when you're three foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he seems more dignified. Out of most of the entities that you've met within Ravnica, there's just something about him that does not seem like he wants to harm anyone. So, I've been keeping my eye on you, and I was wondering how long it would take before you wandered to my house. Well, thank you for having us. <laughs> I don't think it was really an invitation as much as it was destiny. You did not invite us, though. That's also true. Thank you. I think the whole time Scrizz is like... <laughs> and he kind of laughs. And when he laughs, this little internal laugh, it's very deep and rumbles. Like you feel the floor kind of rumbling a little bit. I assume you know who I am. Uh, yes, sir. Sir. 
Sure, that's appropriate. If there's a better term, by all means. Whatever you want. Whatever is comfortable to you. You can tell that he's sort of searching through his database <laughs> of just extensive vocabulary to put this in terms that... What could I be called? He's trying to... I don't want to... He's kind of trying to dumb it down for you. <laughs> you kind of get that. I love that. Um, I, uh, Elton will nudge Scrizz. Um, he, said, he said he's been watching us. Do you think he knows about the, the meat locker? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's disgusting, by the way. Like, yeah, I wish I didn't even have to know about it. <laughs> yeah, I wish we all didn't. <laughs> like, I, you know, I, like I do stuff that some people deem that's unfit. <laughs> You're just nasty. It's watching you in a sense that you don't really fully understand. It's not like I have my people out watching you. Okay. The fire mind is not just a uh, a nickname. But it's an actual thing. It's like my consciousness. It's where I store most of my best ideas. It's a thing. You can see it. I'll show it to you sometime, but not today. But within that, sometimes things pop up within the universe that need to be brought to my attention, mostly within the realm of Ravnica. Some people would refer to this as scrying or fortune-telling, or seeing things that have yet to pass. So, you, you, you say you've been watching us. Not um, your whole lives. You've only recently popped up within the fire mind. Okay, so like not too long. I don't know everything about you if that's what you're asking. No, I was... Well, you <laughs> How many guys, times have you seen him die? You guys had Scrizz. <laughs> A couple. Okay, like Scrizz. Yeah. Um, well, what took you guys so long to, to find him? I mean... He disappeared. He completely vanished. Correct, but if you can see things and you've been watching... It wasn't his time. Oh, I tried. <laughs> I'm still trying... So, Firemind, <laughs> I knew a guy that was in Madame Madrid's show, and he said something about having fire crotch. <laughs> is, is that the same thing? Oh, like Firemind, like that guy that got the arrow on fire through his head he uh he he kind of laughs but it's a forced laugh (laughs) it's not exactly the same thing okay i wasn't trying to you laughed okay okay so it's not so do you know anything about that witch we ran into about a day ago like we yeah it was like a well, we never, we never. Encounter. Yeah, hey guys. Um, uh, once we leave here, we probably have a couple things that I should catch you up to speed on. Um, to be continued. Okay, I guess we'll skip that question. Oh no! If you have any answers, that's totally fine. Yeah, do you just, know who it is? I just. I know that her destiny is intertwined with Pigwin. Mm. Okay, right. this guy's good. and I do know that she has been to Ravnica before Pig's been here before? not Pig not me unfortunately I I felt like we were about to get lied to I mean we've been friends she's pretty good at hiding her presence though and she hasn't quite been able to make the full transition into this world so 
I don't think we should play that song anymore. That might not be helping. There's a reason that it's illegal. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, it was uh, Tor- Tormund's. Um, don't correct me when I'm talking. Sore times. And he made me sing it, and I lost control. And please don't squish me. Well, that was the first time. Squish. What about the other three times you played it? Yeah, he is right. You did play it. <laughs> three times? <laughs> I must have been drinking that night. I don't remember doing that. The fire mind does not see all of the goings-on within Ravnica. Yeah, Only like, those that house. are pertinent to <laughs> its destiny. Perceived dangers or positive things, it sees those. <clears throat> but it's not like I can look into it and say, hey, what happened to so-and-so when they were a baby? I, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. So, does the fireman know how to bring back my memory? No, but the person who just walked by you would probably be a better person to ask about that. So, who is that? We'll I get to go, that. I can't go run him down. Like, <laughs> he he couldn't have gotten far. too far. <laughs> he and I have business to discuss. I believe that his fate is heavily intertwined with the salvation of Ravnica. Ooh. We have business too with you. Yeah, tell him, Rocky. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so uh, we would, we brought Scraz back. He was uh, captured. Um, and I feel like you keep seeing us through your fire mind, um, because all these kind of missions or jobs or contracts we've been doing have all been sort of connected. Um, and it's kind of piecing together some sort of ungilded rebellion that may be going on. Um, and since you were here, when the Guild Pact was signed, you, I, I would, dare I say, the oldest living being in Ravnica, um, maybe you may have As you're talking, you insight. see him sort of looking around at different things, and he starts flipping through pages of some of his big books. He looks like he's completely not listening to you at all. <laughs> Don't worry, I do the same thing. <laughs> um, hey, we came here, we spent a lot of time, we demanded you listen. <laughs> Oh, shit! Shut up, Roman! You tried to... It's respectful. <laughs> no, you... Um, um, Dad, I remember you were in the side of the room. All right, uh, I'll, I'll get right to the point here. Um, do you know anything about the Fire Main Angels? I'm caught up with you. <laughs> the Fire Main Angels have always pledged allegiance to the Boros. Apparently, there's one that may be a little bit rogue. I suppose that's possible. But nothing's come across the radar there. I told you, it doesn't really work like that. It could have just, you know, popped up, not that you were looking for it. Um, Do you get... So, dare I say, what we're doing is the good side. Do you get any pop-ups of, like, the bad side, what other people may be conspiring to do? You see his, like, serpentine neck sort of bend down and kind of wrap around where you're at and start looking at this other thing over here. I think that I don't really fully understand how I'm able to see things through the fire mind, but I do know that it's where I keep a lot of my best ideas. I've also seen 
things in there that led to the inspiration of some of my best ideas and creations. It's almost as if this consciousness is not just my consciousness, but the consciousness of many beings throughout the multiverse. That's wild. If I understood it, I would be able to help you more, but I don't really fully understand it. Well, uh, let me direct my questions then to more answers that you may know and not what ifs. Um, What can you tell us about the 10th District Guild? I can't tell you anything about it. Do you (laughs) know? Can't. I, I, had a, I had a feeling as such. Um, There's a reason that the 10th Guild can't be spoken of in name, recollection, or memory. And why is that? I can't tell you that either. <laughs> He's not the only one that's losing his memory, too, or lost some memory, maybe. Maybe, it's happened, maybe there's something happened, like, maybe them little cockroaches are crawling people's head and, like, eating their memories instead of metal. <laughs> What about their old leader, Sadek? Can you tell him tell us anything about him? Last I heard, he died. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Do you know if he had any kin? He supposedly had many children that he spawned with his affliction. Affliction? Vampirism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that checks out. Do you know if any may still be around today? He was a very unique type of vampire. We're not sure even where his illness came from. Vampirism still exists today, but that particular breed of vampire died out with Sedek. Is he, like, getting angry while he's saying this? He just, everything he says always sounds really intense. Okay, <laughs> just making sure. He's just an intense guy. So there's no more? No more vampires? Not that kind. How he was you, known as a psychic vampire. But how do you know there's none, none left? Because I've been here since the birth of Ravnica. Could be in hiding, kind of waiting. I don't disagree with that statement. Okay. Um, if they do still exist, they have not made their presence known. Um, do you know anything about Eldrazi? Probably more than you do. Well, I know nothing. That's why I asked. But um, <laughs> well, there was some teleportation. Yada yada. You already heard this story. There is. Much that you don't understand that I would love to give you information. But, is that really why you're here? Practice, I thought you were going to tell him while we were here. Well, I was, I was trying to keep cutting me off. He wasn't listening to you. I listened to everything within these walls. Right, you can finish. My mind is vast. And sometimes it's difficult for me to focus on one task at a time. It's about that time that you notice that even his tail is kind of doing another thing that's not the same as what his face is looking at or what his hands are looking at. So, why did those ogres want my dad? My father. They want him to replicate the technology that you used. Your teleportation device. But don't they know that 
I guess I was the only one that could do that, or did, or they just hope they think that everybody's lying to him, or they must not have gotten those cliff notes. What? what I think notes? that they thought <laughs> what recruiting you would be the best way to jog your memory. When they found out that they couldn't get the information from you, they went to the second source. How would they recruit me? What do you remember before you joined the Rakdos? I remember an explosion. And before that? I don't remember much else after that. Before that, I remember being a uh, attendant here. The pieces I remember is just being stuck in equipment and used to test stuff. I myself am a very powerful telepath. And you have some sort of mental block within your brain, which inhibits me from reading your mind. You don't find that odd. It's not something that I go around doing, reading people's minds without their permission. But I've tried, because I felt that the key lies within you. I don't find it. No, why would I find it odd that you can't read my mind? I, I can't read your mind. You You're not a telepath, are you? Well, I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm a... There's a I, lot of stuff he's been missing. I, I'm finding out I used to be a great scientist, and I'm now I'm king of the goblins. And <laughs> maybe I am a telepath. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not doing anything. I think it's the walls. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't... I, why would... Yeah, I don't understand. Madame Madri has not been loyal to the Rakdos for a very long time. So you're saying there might be an opening soon? <laughs> um, sure. Moving on exactly up. what you're saying. <laughs> leader of the goblins, leader of the raptors. Like, oh, I'm right below raptors. That information but... I got from an informant. So... Is there anything Rocky can do about it? Not unless he can bring my informant back from the dead. Then, then how did you get informant they're dead? We had many conversations before his untimely passing. Oh, through telepathy? <laughs> Over dinner. Oh. Who was your... I forget what Sometimes the easy answer is the right answer. Draven Vey. There it is. I knew it was going to come yeah. up. <laughs> I feel like I've heard that name before. I'm, I'm going to put two and three together here pretty soon. <clears throat> and I just go into court. He was not employed by me, but I did employ his services. That that guy is everywhere. He, he seems to be kind of the middle point of everything that we're investigating around. I believe that his master had him... Entrenched in many things. You think he's related to the Draven Bay we've been talking about like the other three times? <laughs> Do you think that's it, the same person? <laughs> it is possible. Yeah. Almost no, even probable. Did you say he got toasted that first day we met? Is that the same one you're talking about? That would be him. Yeah. I know where he's at. Well, well it remains he might not parts be. Parts of him. Parts of him. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
I know the general area he was at. <laughs> I liked him. He was very honest in a weird way. He had a lot of secrets too. He had and a burning desire. A lot of mental <laughs> Shut <blocks>. up. <laughs> wow. I wasn't able to read his mind very easy sometimes either. Is it the same kind of mental blocks that you're getting from Scrizz? It's, I think, the same technique. I don't know that I would say it's the exact same process. So, like, you have the fire mind, like, you had a whole fire bottle. Sure. <laughs> it's a horrible. Who, uh, do you know who Draven was working for? Do I know his master? Yeah. No. We, we haven't been able to get a clear answer about this as well. Lots of unknowns in this guy. But he seemed to be along kind of the same path that we're on. We just seem to be a little bit behind him. Yeah, I don't want to end up on the path that that dude's on. <laughs> I mean, I had suspicions as to who he might be, but as far as his actual identity, unknown. So his real name wasn't Draven Vey either. Well, I think his name was Draven Vey. Mm. I don't think his master's name has ever been revealed. But I think that he was on to the fact that there was some sort of dissension, some sort of plot to destroy Ravnica. And I think he placed Draven Bay in various places to gather information to stop that from happening. I think his master is our ally. It seems like we should probably meet this guy, but no one knows who or where he is. Well, I've been looking for him. And I don't know who he is. Is there a possibility that they there's more than one Draven? Uh, probably no. <laughs> Does uh, he with no face mean anything to you? That is something we've heard about before. Something we heard in Draven's notes. I think that he's similar to you. I believe that he can change shapes. Oh, I, I guarantee Draven's a lot like him. I think his master is a lot like him. Oh. Yeah, you don't I don't think that he uses <laughs> magical means. I think it's a natural ability. <laughs> I think that's why he's been able to keep his identity a secret. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I will say this. The only way you can get me out of this poem is if I change myself. Or die. Both are very likely to happen. <laughs> That seems like a great idea. I feel like that's going a little scorched earth. I don't know if we're quite there yet. I feel like you're just trying to pack the meat locker. Don't worry. Just fireball an area of innocent civilian. I just think there's better ways to go about it. The meat locker? Oh, stabbing everyone. Oh, okay. Definitely the meat locker, too. Tell him. What, that it's gross? Yeah. It's gross. He needs to hear it again. Have you seen the finger puppet and he sleeps with the finger puppet's thumb in his mouth? You seen that? I mean, I don't watch him all the time or anything. I'm. Well, be lucky on that one. Well, be lucky. We've seen him a lot more. We've seen (laughs) some shit. The things I have seen lead me to believe that he is as much a part of the future of Ravnica as anyone. I know, that's hard for some of you to swallow. (laughs) but I think fate has intertwined all of you on this path. It's not an accident that you all happened to be there on that day when Draven Vey was killed. 
I just think he's in the wrong guild. I think he should be like in the Simic guild or whatever they're called that are always like body parts and attachments and whatever, whatnot. They're not quite the mad scientists that you would think they are. They've made many advances in prolonging and extending the life of the inhabitants of Ravnica. Most of the medicines, antibiotics, viral treatments, more so the discovery of viruses, was through them. The Golgari feed and dispose of the organic materials. Did, did you see Draven Bay diet? Like, what, could you vision no. that? You didn't get to see it. Okay. It doesn't work like that, but I did hear about it. Okay. I'm just trying to think. Who was there that's a pretty prime target? Did you see your dad there? Uh, not that I recall. I mean, there was a lot going on, though. He wasn't in the water barrel. Either. Draven and Bay came late. was the target. Yeah, but like... As in, like, so Madame Adri did her thing. I mean, there had to be some kind of informant that let that let them know that Draven Bay was going to be there. Well, after I have pieced together the things, I believe Madame Adri was hired to kill Draven. By the faceless man? Or... I don't think the faceless man hired her. I think that this heir of Sadek had a lot to do with it. And as he says the name Sadek, this sort of like, it comes out sort of venomous. Mm. You got bad blood with Sadek? I mean. He was an evil person. And I think he was evil long before he traded his soul for immortality. Well, I didn't work out so well for him, did it? Yeah, I, he's not living anymore, so that, that's a bad deal, right? Immortals can be killed. They just live natural lives. I guess I'm immortal. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I can still, like, die. It's just, like, if I'm not killed, I'll just kind of stick around. He was one of the biggest opponents to the idea of the Guild Pact. He felt that he should rule all of Ravnica. I mean, all of them back then felt that they should rule Ravnica. But his voice and Rakdos were the two loudest voices. Rakdos signed and came along with it much quicker than Sadek did. I mean, so with all of this, I mean, what do we do? I mean, what are we supposed to do? You have all these people, people get murdered for little things, I guess, information. I mean, what do you suggest we do? I think that aligning yourself with the Order of the Guild Pact puts you in a position to obtain information that you would not be able to obtain otherwise. That's kind of what we think. Do you but think... I don't think that they are your friends. If you had to pick somebody in the guild pack, who do you think, like, just theoretically, who would lie, who would try to get the upper hand, maybe take over the realm of Ravnica? <laughs> Judge Moldren View. <laughs> Didn't have to think hard on that one. He's the most ambitious and believes that Ravnica should be ruled by the just and lawmakers. He looks down on all the other inhabitants, but he does it with a smile on his face. Do you know if he's corrupt at all? He is 
Someone I wouldn't trust. Is there anyone within that you would trust? Oddly enough, Copernicus is very trustworthy. Well, looks like we chose the right ones. The uh, the centaur, the vampire would just as soon drain your blood above anything else. Yeah, for all we know, he's a descendant of uh, Sedek. He is not a psychic vampire. Well, uh, well, he doesn't necessarily have to be the exact same, right? He's got spawn everywhere. I have evidence to believe that there is a psychic vampire running around within the city of Ravnica. Oh, boy. Do you know where the last place he was seen? Uh, No one has seen him. That's the problem. Hmm. Could he be a changeling? And a vampire as well, no. (laughs) Changelings, in a weird way, are immune to vampirism. That's OP. (laughs) Um, Do you know anything about the person in the... It's only Ravnican shape-changers. For the lore people, it's only Ravnican people. Uh, do you know anything about the tenth chair in the or, or the guild pact? Yeah, talk about it. Or we didn't ask directly about the tenth chair, though. Do you know anything about the tenth chair? Why do they keep the chair? It's supposed to be symbolic. We we were told that something from that chair is watching us while we're there. In some some way, we can't sense it, see it, hear it. Feel it. And nobody's seen this psychic vampire either. They do got a cool logo, though. <laughs> hmm. It's the little things, you know. Yeah, the, the beetle insignia, that was the 10th Guild's insignia, right? It was. It was? Like, as in the past tense? Like, they changed it up a little bit? <laughs> they don't exist anymore. Well, that's where Draven Bay was They from. destroyed themselves from within. I knew it. Who did I tell? Scratch. Scratch. <laughs> uh, me and you. Yep. There was a civil war within that guild. The people turned on Sadek. He wanted to take them on a bloodthirsty revolt. He tried and failed. The guild pact would not allow it. The Guild Pact's laws are enforced magically, and they're enforced harshly. So the Tenth Guild was destroyed by the Guild Pact because they Most tried of them to... were killed off during the assault on the city. Hmm. The remaining few squabbled over who should lead. So I guess I'm just having trouble uh, figuring out why this has to be such a secret. Right? Like, wouldn't it be... Uh, a lesson to be learned. If well, I'll give you a this. hint as to why it has to be a secret. The Guild Pact you've never seen, correct? Yep. We'll just say that there is a clause within it that prevents it from being discussed further than you know. Hmm. I can't elaborate much more than that, but that's more answer than anyone else will give you while not completely breaking the Guild Pact. Okay, so... With your fire eyes, um, can you, did you see who might have taken Tormon or, or Tor, Sortom or Tor- I did not. What was his name again? I suspect, that it, was, I suspect that it was the Golgari. Hmm. Yeah, there was a bunch, uh, there was a, 
guy who tried to kill us off, an undead guy. Shaman. Shaman. These are your people, are they not? Mm-hmm. You trying to kill us? Nope. That's do not you, how that do works. Do you have any inkling as to why they would be looking for you? Not I know entirely. that you're relatively new to the Golgari Pigwin, but these are your people now, too. Um, I know I'm new, and there are, let me be clear, there are definitely people looking for me, but I don't think they're from the Golgari. Interesting. I think, it's hard to say, but I think he was influenced by something else, or at least hired or brought to our attention, but I'm not I entirely know sure. Gerard is, he's loyal to Ravnica. He believes in the Guild Pact. He believes in the old ways. The Sisters of Stone Death, however. Metal. <laughs> I feel less certain of. Hmm. They have always had a hatred towards Gerard. They wish to cling to the old, old ways. Before the Guild Pact? And who are these stone sisters again? Gorgons. Gorg, like Gorgonites, like snake As in people, Medusas, snake people. The serpents are on the move. Anyone? Gorgons are <laughs> one of the few races that still remain from the olden days of Ravnica's beginnings. Over time, they evolved into what they are now, but they used to be entirely serpentine. What was their name again? Sisters of... The Sisters of Stone Death. Stone Death. They are considered to be the greatest champions within the Golgari. So what do they do? Fight. What do they fight? How? Everyone. Anyone. They are master class assassins. They're pretty old, too. As... I don't think he would. Never mind. Like, hmm. What... What is a Gorgonzola or whatever they are? What is that? It's a half person, half serpent. Their head has been replaced with hair and snakes adorn it. They have the ability to turn things to stone. <laughs> what? Some of the statues that you still see this day within Ravnica aren't statues, but trophies. So, are you trying to be like them? Like, taking body parts and sticking them to- <laughs> They're putting snakes on their head, and you're... God, that's not even close to me. That sounds cool with snakes on your head and turning people... Your finger puppet's coming. I'm, I'm still working on it, so I'm going to take the puppet. Are you going to make it, like, animated? Yeah, but, like, people I hated, I'm going to put one body together and embarrass them in front of everybody. <laughs> How can you tell who it is if it's just their hands? It's going to just be a freaking zombie uh, claw. <laughs> You can make a whole army of fingers? No. Body parts. Like, okay, say I kill a guy. Sounds more like the Golgari or the freaking Simic. Not you. Not you. Say I kill anybody. I... How many people do you hate? (laughs) Do we count, like, 
when I was younger. Where do you want me to start? I don't know. This is your hate puppet. <laughs> so, um, and you'll see uh, scoff fog start to form out of my hand. Um, you see this vial that's in here on this? Once this is filled up, things get really fun. So, I just gotta collect blood and finger pots. <laughs> Do the Izzets have any of those doctors that work on your mind a little bit? <laughs> Not that you would want to work on you. Just asking for a friend. I see. <laughs> and I said, friend, please don't chop me up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done anything wrong. Are I mean, the puzzle pieces starting to come together now? They are. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, um, I want I want snakes in my head. Since we were talking about the mind things, you said uh, the feller in the blue robe could maybe fix Scrizz's Chris, mind? He might be able to delve a little deeper into his mind. Um, how do, That's something you want? I don't know. Does it hurt? I'm not sure. Well, Matthews. Is he nearby? Can he just do like a little bit? If I tell him to stop, he's done? He has a sort of direct link to my mind. Well, part of my mind now. At my request. So so he's got a fire mind as well, you think? No, it's different than that. You asked about the Eldrazi. Uh, yes, that was me. He has <laughs> something to do with that. Okay. This what? space between the worlds that Skriznit described in his notes, that you started building the teleportation bombs which is probably the worst use of the technology, by the way. Not cool, man. Not cool. <laughs> yeah, whoever did that is a dick. <laughs> it, was that my... Was that the end goal? Was teleportation bombs? That was your end goal. You said you needed to protect us from those who lived beyond the veil. You talked about worlds that none of us have ever been to. On one of the worlds that you claimed to have been to was a world called Zendikar. Zendikar had a problem with these creatures that exist in a realm known as the Blind Eternities. Now, I'm going to talk about some concepts that may not make sense to all of you. But imagine, if you will, that the world that you live in here is not the only world that exists. How many exist? We're not sure. I know of a few. Beyond the stars. But to get to these places, one must travel through this pockets of space and time where neither space nor time exist, known as the Blind Eternities. We're not sure the origin of these creature, 
this race ancient texts have referred to as the Eldrazi. But we know that there are three titans left who wish to consume all in their path. It's not hatred. It's survival. Um, you say there's three titans? Um, just for my own personal note-keeping, um, what are these three titans? They are creatures beyond description. Okay. Massive in nature. Devourer of worlds. Do they have names? I dare not speak their names here. You may be able to talk to another one of my friend, the telepath. He may be able to give you more answers. Okay. They are eldritch in nature, terrifying. You describe these smaller ones as tentacled monstrosities, eyeless, Voiceless, nameless, shapeless, yet taking form all at the same time. You said that you met with an elf on Zendikar by the name of Nisa, who told you all about these creatures. Did I, did I have notes on this? Like, with my conversation, or is this just from what I've told you? It's what you told your scientist friends during one of your first teleportations where you disappeared for, in Ravnican time, was a few days. To you, you described it as though it was months. Well, it sounds like we should probably try and get Chris's memory back and see if you remember any more or remember where you left your journal. I feel that the Eldrazi are a Zendikar problem presently. And from what I understand, they have been firmly grasped and contained within the Blind Eternities. Hopefully they don't find another way out. They seem fixated on Zendikar for some reason. The, what was the term? The mana flows. The essence in which all magic forms in the universe are very strong on Zendikar. And it's something that the Eldrazi crave. It's called mana pools. Mana flow. Did you say menopause? <laughs> mana pool. Um, so I don't know if this. Uh, um. What? Say I did get my memory back. Aren't we better off that I don't have it in case – what if I got my memory back and then 
they find out and then they come for me to get the information on those teleporting bombs. I think that you are aware and I think you'd be much more prepared for it. I have faith in your abilities to protect yourself now. You're not just some scientist anymore. You've gone out into the world. You've seen things. You've grown as a person. I know you still think that you are this cowering creature of no stature at all. But look at all you've accomplished. And you have your friends now. And you're level four. Yeah, I've got three good friends. And this guy right here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. This is the furthest Lizica has ever extended himself as a person. He just doesn't get it. That's fair. It's about that time that you hear in your mind, Lizica, you hear the, the, the dragon speak to you. I know that you have secrets too. I won't pry too deep. I understand why you keep them. I just nod my head. like Nazis just sit there. Indeed. He always just kind of seems like he's having a conversation with himself, like, yeah, I'm going to kill him. So he's just looking at me like, you're yeah. talking to your best friend? <laughs> yep. I'm talking to my fox, don't worry. So, my advice, continue on this path that the Order of the Guild Pact has set you on. Perhaps you will find more evidence that will lead you to whatever corruption is within them. Trust them only as much as you have to. But do not assume that they are all your friends. Can you, like, write a note to tell them that we saved uh, Skraznet so we get our money? I will make sure that the word gets back to them as soon as possible. Okay. That you have delivered good on your promise. Can we make sure he doesn't get um, kidnapped again? He will be staying close by my side. And, uh... Dad, can I have that shocky machine? (laughs) Make a persuasion check. I like how you just snuck that in there. That was very childlike of you. Hang on, hang on. Did you say persuasion? He's casting guidance on you. Hey! Plus a d4. Plus a d4. Yeah, persuasion. Or do you not need it? He didn't need I it. mean, it, it's it'll be it'll be useful. Uh, I think actually, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, guidance. D four. Yeah, it should be. I believe so. Trace. Be twenty. He reaches into I his pouch. Wait, hold on, hold on a second. My bad. Um, I'm, 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 when I'm doing, pers- oh yeah, if I roll a nine or you, you can act it. like it's a ten. Yes. So, never mind. It's a 21. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love bards. <laughs> Skraznet reaches into his pouch and pulls out the copper-shaped um, doohickey that he zapped you with. Um, he goes, yeah, yeah. So, all right. The thing is, is that you only can expend the power source on it like once per day. Maximum. Okay? 
And there's no guarantee that it's going to revive the target that you want to revive, which is the best use for it, I might add. It also works pretty good at stunning things. It's actually much better at stunning things than it is reviving things. But Dad, you had me at stun. <laughs> um, you are now in possession of a goblin defibrillator. Ooh. Ooh. Goblin defibrillator. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say that word, so it has one charge. It. One charge. Yeah. <laughs> it re- does Both. not require attunement. My tongue tries to get out of my mouth. Once so per keep... day, you can expend the electricity inside the stone to either perform a melee attack against a creature, which is, if successful, does no damage, but stuns the character for 30 seconds. Oh, that's pretty good. The spell oh DC goodness. based on that save. I'm sorry, because it's a save to be stunned if the attack hits. Okay. The spell DC save on that is 13. Or you can expend the charge once per day to attempt to revive a creature that's at zero hit points. You have to roll a um, percentile dice. <clears throat> Anything above a 50% revives the target. Anything below 50%. So, uh, so 50 to 51 is fail. 51 and above is a success. So you have a 50-50 shot. In my mind, the 30 seconds seem good. We may change that if you guys abuse it. <laughs> Fair enough. Just Fair so enough. you know. Goblin Understood. technologies are not guaranteed. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> oh, no, that part's fine. The reviving is fine because it's a 50-50 shot that it might not yeah. It's the stun part. It's the stun part. So, yes, Goblin Defibrillator. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's very cool. Another homebrewed item, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be adding that on D and D Beyond so you can actually add it to your character sheet. Nice. <clears throat> I almost gave it to you, it, but then I'm like, hmm. will it be really useful in a dead man's hands? He's Last. got jokes. So, you know what you should do. Is there anything else that you need to ask of me? Uh, did you get those eyes because you needed glasses? <laughs> No. I created them. I invented them. They helped me see better. You just seem like a glasses kind of guy. Thanks. Oh, you're <laughs> welcome. I mean, coming from one glasses guy to another. Um, we yeah. could give you new eyes, too. It is quite expensive, though. And there is always the possibility that your body would reject the implant and you'd just be blind. Okay, I just thought of something. Just thought of something. Just kicked in. Mm, Snap, like that. You said expensive. Can I have a watch? (laughs) What would you do with one? Tell time. Okay, on the other hand, how many people do you know have watches? Very few. 
And they're very expensive. Most of the people who adorn watches were gifted the watches. How many uh, Boros were gifted watches? You see him kind of digging through his mind. Is somebody going to have an answer for this finally? None. (laughs) Fucking knew it! I knew it! (laughs) Most of the gifted watches came from either high dignitaries, guild emissaries, or is it members themselves among the high council of scientists and inventors? The resources needed to make such a piece, compact like that, are complicated and expensive. You've seen one of these devices. Where did you see this device? I saw it at the Boros on a guard. On a guard? Yes. There's no way that a guard could afford a watch. That's what I said! I can't go through some people's heads. Uh, Where was this guard? <laughs> the yeah, guild hall. At the Boris guild hall. Did he try to impede your investigation in any way? Yes. Well, his name was Jeff. If that helps. It, uh, and that, it, it I doesn't. mean, on top of having a watch, as a Boris guy, his name is Jeff. I mean, how many goblins do you know named Jeff? Nah, nah, none. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was very rude. Like, that's we tried that's to go interesting. Well, I mean, that being rude as a goblin is nah. not kind of we out of the nature. Find, we were trying to find our friend on an investigation. So we didn't know where he went. He wouldn't let us inside. I don't think that was the same goblin we're talking about. No, that was a different goblin. Actually, that was the elf that was giving us a problem. Are you saying we all look alike? Ooh. <laughs> So anyway, yes. Uh, goblin, guard, who uh, I think he's a rank higher than you. How did he impede your investigation? He didn't want us to, to go. I still wonder what impede means. <laughs> How did he stop? Okay. Um, Slow down, I thought that he had like inhibit a, or prevent. A bladder problem. Um <laughs> He never answers no questions. He gave us the runaround. Hog in the gravy. <laughs> it, didn't it tell us to... I can't remember. But he seemed odd. <laughs> if I only knew... <laughs> It just sounded weird to me to see a watch on a a Boros guard. I can't remember if he did impede or I like saying big words. Impede. 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 Impederized. <laughs> um, I don't think he... Did he impede our investigation? Uh, I think he was looking for me and I wasn't there. So I don't know. And you said you didn't really know him that well. I know his name's Jeff. Are you sure it's Jeff? <laughs> I mean, that's what his name tag says. His, his locker. The biggest thing is, is this guy has a watch. And there's no way he could have bought it 
Orban gifted it, so maybe he murdered somebody of high society. Because you wouldn't just give a watch like this. I like how you make statements, but you make it like you're asking a question like I'm going to tell you. (laughs) Maybe he murdered someone in high society who waits for a response. Or he did this looking for a response. Maybe maybe he's the bad guy. Maybe Maybe he's (laughs) Sadek. The goblin Sadek. Yeah, maybe he's Changeling. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Some people collect fingers, some people watches. I said we go rough them up, Rocky. Well, I think there's we could put an inquiry in about it. Uh, no. Uh, he's standing guard in front of the boils. So we can't just gank him. I didn't say gank him. Rough him up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Eight. That's my bad. We need to drop everything and go straight to the goblin. You know what I'm going to... Oh. <laughs> he, right. he wants no ganking. Nope. Roughing up. Maybe a little. <laughs> Straight to the nips. I feel like I'm gonna abuse this right off the bat. We might be changing that stun to ten seconds. <laughs> you ever heard of a retcon before? It might be thirty seconds outside of combat and ten seconds in combat. Okay. All right. So, yeah, well, I mean, we gotta head that way anyway. We could just talk to him. I still gotta pay the one guy. I'm almost a day late. You paid him, didn't you? What'd you do with the money half. he gave you? Oh, yeah, you're right. I did pay him. Because I stopped. Okay, that's when I lost you. Okay. That whole day was a blur. <laughs> I found you. I paid him. Look, you can look in my bag. I don't have any gold. It's all gone. You didn't have no gold to begin with. <laughs> But you did okay. give him gold. I did give him gold to pay off the gold. The gold is gone. He opens up his bag. You see nothing in there. Yeah, and it's not in my locket. What? Which one? No, I don't I got one. You know what? Okay. I believe you. I don't want to go in that locker. Yeah, I don't want to go in the locker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't be I'm part of the Golgari, and I still don't want to go in that locker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm around dead things a lot. And I don't want to go in. There. All right, next task on hand. Like I'm off track now. Just I'm worried about the watch. Go get that guy with the watch. <laughs> Hyper fixations. Yeah, right in the nipples. We know where we stand. We know what we need to do next. Yep. Go check on the goblin with the watch. Exactly. Uh, Might I inquiry what your next move is? Yeah, I'll just set it out. But okay, we're going after the watch. Well, apparently we're going after the watch. Well, but that has uh, nothing to do with the guild pact. Yeah. We have two uh, other missions for the guild pact we can go for. Okay. Well, we can we can go and look at some Selesnia trees or a uh, Simic lab that was sunk in the ocean. Sunken lab or some trees that have been dying. I say. I mean, I like trees and I like oceans. I can't swim. So we're going. Well, that to the sucks. Ocean. I guess we could build a boat out of farms. <laughs> I believe you were also instructed to help find Tormund. We are. That's correct. Also, and you don't know anything about that, do you? I think I asked that. I can't remember. I think Just that did. he's gone. My memory is horrible. Yeah, I'm not, we're not really sure where to start on that one. I mean, we went yeah. to the nightclub already. They didn't know anything. That's kind of the end of the path. We talked to his brother. So, 
Maybe through investigation of some of the other things, you'll see that all of this is still connected in a very loose way. So It seems like all of the other tasks <clears throat> that they've sent you on are connected. Yeah, we've been getting that too. And if uh, uh, he was playing this song, and then the, the, your, your fae not friend came into existence. Yeah. Not friend, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe he could have gone that way. It's true. That was one of our working theories. Hmm. Not really sure how that all that works. I will keep my ear to the ground, so to speak. If I come across any information I think is useful, I will have it brought to your attention. What about the memory, my memory? Do we... I'll do that now? That's up for you to decide. Are you ready? I can't make that decision for you. Are you ready? And I won't go prying around in a creature's mind, potentially causing permanent damage without their permission. I don't think you're ready for that right now. Why wait? He's not ready for it. Could always do more missions and see if he's ready later. Very well. Well, thank you for seeing us. I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. What was the blue, blue-headed guy's name before I leave? I didn't tell you his name. <laughs> so if I decide to change my mind and want it, do I, how do I go about that? You would have to probably come back here. How would we get in with the gate? Maybe you would like to just speak with him. And make up your mind then. Okay, let's talk to him now. Maybe. Yeah, let's do it. You see Niv Mizzet's <clears throat> eyes, like a double set of eyelids. They close one this way and then one down. Um, he seems to be concentrating. He lifts one of his hands up almost to his head, like on the side of his head. Um. He does this for a few moments, and then he opens up his eyes again, and he kind of slinks back down, and he gets, like, really close to you. I understand that you are afraid of the truth. But I think in this instance, if it were me, I would want to know who I really am. But I will let you talk to my friend and make that decision. I don't want to forget who I am now. I don't think it works like that. The mind itself is like a box. You put things into the box, like memories. Unless you purposefully take the memories out, they're always there. There just might be other memories on top of them. So we don't need to full-blown open the box. We can just crack it open a little bit? Probably. Alright, let's try it. Okay. He's on the way. And it's not much longer after that that you see the same figure re-enter into Niv-Mizzet's inner sanctum. 
And he kind of bows down at the dragon, and the dragon bows back. Where is the goblin? That requires my aid. I was about to say, I'm the only one here, but there was a second one, too. And I'm like... You, tiny friend. Your mind is a locked box. I can, I can open the box. It might cause some discomfort. Like tickling. Um, I will reach down and grab Scrizz's hand, and I will cast guidance again on. Okay, I'm ready. Does it hurt worse than getting your nipples shot? <laughs> I can't say I've experienced the <laughs> sensation. I'm not gonna lie; it was, it was kind of uh, it was it was different. King shame in here. Just we can proceed if you're ready. I'm ready. Um, you all see him raise his hand, and he puts both of his hands up to the sides of his head. Uh, you see a essence of blue energy with like a white outline around it, almost in the shape of like an eyeball, uh, sort of illuminate from underneath of his hood. His eyes never fully close, but they start to radiate and almost pour out this blue energy, almost like they're bleeding mist. Blue mist. Uh, The ruins on his robes light up to almost a bright white. He's almost blinding to look at. Um you feel that you almost can see like a direct beam of energy piercing into his mind. It's not actually there. But it's almost like you can feel that it's there. My mind? No, the beam. While this process is happening, it, your eyes sort of close. You almost look in a dreamlike state. You almost look like you're sleeping. You seem at ease. You seem comfortable while you're standing there. Um, Inside your mind, you see what looks to be a wide open area of nothing. Just white. You find yourself standing there. You're kind of looking around and kind of surprised to see yourself because you've never viewed yourself like this before. It's almost like you're looking at yourself from the outside. You're in control of what you are doing inside, but you're not seeing it through your own eyes. You're seeing it from like a top-down perspective. You see this strange figure in the blue robe appear in your, in, into the space as well. He says, he starts to talk to you. Now that we have some privacy, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Jace Bellerin. And that's where we're going to end tonight's session. <laughs> Damn it. Knew it. Yeah. Woo. So many mindscapes painted this evening. Woo. 
I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We got into much more magic lore tonight than any of the other previous sessions. Which is why I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look uh, it up. It's fine. It's pretty cool, some of it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it now that we're starting to get into the depths of this. So, some answers, more questions. Yeah. Uh, we will be back next week uh, delving more into the world of Ravnica, the answers about Skriz, the Order of the Guild Pact, the Heir of Sadak, and all that good stuff. Um, before we go, we want to give another big shout-out to Lootbox Games in uh, Reynoldsburg, Ohio, for letting us host another uh, Learn to Play event. Uh, our friends over there have been uh, gracious in helping us get our name out there and to help spread um, Dungeons & Dragons to anyone who's ever wanted to play it and didn't have someone to teach them or didn't have friends around to play with them. Uh, they've been great. If you get a chance, go check out the store. It's lootboxgamestore.com on the web. They're on basically every social media site in existence, Facebook, Twitter, uh, under Lootbox Games. You can find them and uh, go buy stuff from him if you're in the area or buy stuff from the website. Um, with that, we're going to call it a night, and we will be back next week. Thank you all for watching. Bye. Bye.